Episode 149 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, again, Carousel of Co-Host. That is, I just need to rename this podcast the Carousel of Co-Host. I mean, we've got someone from their house, so doesn't that count? That is true. They are from the house. <laughs> and I'm a frequent guest. She is. Co-host. That so is true. You could just put me on your roster and I'll just randomly start popping in. Yeah. That sounds like a threat. Uh, <laughs> so Robert is not here again. Uh, he's feeling under the weather. So you Rachel's- You don't like it because we gang up on you. I can mute both of you. I'm not really worried. <laughs> but- uh, He's feeling under the weather, so we have Rachel today. Yes, right. Rachel is filling in. Uh, go ahead. Sure. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star uh-huh. Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yes. Racks. Cages. <laughs> Hides and for sure, signs. check the website or message one of us personally because Facebook has taken down our business page and we have not gotten it back as it? of right now. Yeah, it's been gone for a hot minute. This has been happening to several people that I know. Yeah, we may have to make a whole new page. So, just FYI, if you're searching for us, we're not going to show up right now. Stupid Facebook. Oh, look, it's Chris Eaton. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, oh, our friend, uh, C Anal Side Exotics is well, here. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> well, but they're Canadian, and as South Park tells us, they're not a real country anyway. <laughs> so, uh, other sponsors. Uh, let's give a shout. We talked about Herps. Let's give a shout out to Herps Reptile Shows. The next one is this weekend. If you are anywhere around Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, this weekend, January 14th and 15th, then January 21st, 22nd is Longview, Texas. Are you going to the Longview, Texas show? Yes. All right. So, you can get your racks and cages in Longview, Texas. And then Conroe, the big Conroe show, January 28th and 29th in Conroe, Texas. Then down to Corpus Christi on the 25th and 26th. Then over to, this is a new one, there's a new show just announced today, replacing what used to be the New Orleans show. Uh, there were some issues with uh, the location mm-hmm. and the air conditioning, and it just wasn't going to be fixed. Uh, so the New Orleans show is no longer going to happen. No. Uh, but you saw Slidell. I think Slidell's three times a year, right? Isn't it three times a year? I don't know. Isn't there's it Slidell? A, I know there's a spring. I think Slidell and, and Conroe were three times a year. I think so. And a winter. There's got to be a winter one. Yeah, there's a December yeah. one. It's normally like the last show of the year. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's three times a year. Yeah. So you still got the Slidell show, and that's a great show, and that location is awesome. Um, but the new one is now located. Okay, they're going to make me lie here. The new one is a Baton Rouge show, but it's not a Baton Rouge show. <laughs> it's in Gonzales, it's in which is like 30 minutes outside of Baton Rouge. So anybody that's from that area that's ever been to... I'm not going to say their name. The other reptile show that's been held in Gonzalez, <laughs> the uh, lesser than, the not so great one that used to be held there. It's the same location, but this show will be a million times better than that show has ever been. Yes. Um, there won't be an inflatable cobra out in front of it, but there will at least be like actual vendors there. No one's going to be selling you a rainbow vacuum or some pots and pans or knives. So come check out the Baton Rouge show on March 4th and 5th. Again, it's in Gonzalez. Uh, then Bryan College Station, March 11th and 12th, Waco, Texas, March 25th and 26th, and back over to Slidell. Again, if you're in the New Orleans area and you've been waiting, Slidell, April 1st and 2nd. So that is the Herps lineup. And then also check our friends out at, ooh, I just ate dinner. It is not, up, it's not sitting well. Uh, <laughs> check our friends out at uh, Wiregrass Exotics if you're anywhere in the uh, southeast area of Alabama, around Florida, Georgia, that whole area. All right. We got that all? We're good? I think so. All right, let's go ahead and bring 
we actually so we have two guests tonight. One is temporary. We uh, so I'll bring them both in, and then I'll. And that's our guest tonight is Ryan Young of Molecular Reptile. And Ryan, we will get with you in just a second because I promised Travis for some reason. Because you love him. Uh, I promised Travis <laughs> a minute on Travis. here. So our buddy Travis Wyman. Oh, sorry, my, my bad. Dr. Oh. Travis Wyman. Uh, Do you want me to smack him, Travis? <laughs> I won't I'm going to shake him in his sleep for you. It'll be okay. So uh, we, we wanted to have Travis come on. He wanted to come on and um, uh, make an announcement and ask for help. So Travis, take it away. All right. Um, so... I'm reaching out just to kind of the reptile community at large. Uh, If you listen to other podcasts, you'll probably hear me on there later this week and stuff too. But um, long story short, uh, my wife is type one diabetic. And after, you know, a lifetime of being type one diabetic, the disease kind of wrecks your kidneys. And she's hit the point where her kidneys are going to hit critical failure here. So, She's on a transplant list. Um, transplant lists, as they stand, just put you on the list for a deceased kidney. and can take between four to eight years before you get to the top of that list. Um, however, there are ways to kind of accelerate that, namely trying to find a live donor who is willing to donate a kidney um, that's compatible with you. So I'm just kind of reaching out to everybody. If this is something that you would be willing to do, um, registering to possibly see if you could pair with my wife or through the program that we are involved in, they have a paired donation program where even if you're not a match necessarily to her, you might match to, you know, Dave in Tennessee who matches with Mary in Montana and Mary's, donor would match to my wife and they can create a chain that would go all the way around getting it, you know, a kidney that could be tested and compatible for her. I've, I am currently going through the registration for this process so I can talk people through how to do it. Uh, I've spoke with Sean and through the Herb family foundation, he's going to be putting the information out too. So if this is something that you would be willing to do, or if you just want to learn more, if you could reach out to me, you can find me on my Facebook page, uh, Travis Wyman, um, not the motocross. I was, for the, I was, I was waiting for not it. the motocross line. <laughs> definitely, definitely don't don't want to go asking him what to do to give up a kidney. Um, you can email me, A-S-P-L-U-N-D-I-I, Asplendii, at Gmail. Um message me here. I'm sure if you can't remember how to get a hold of me, if you message James or Katie, you know, Sean, anybody can put you in touch with me. Um, I'd love to talk to you and just anybody and everybody that can get in. I'd like to try and stack the deck in my wife's favor, try and get her up on that list and get her a live kidney rather than a deceased kidney to you know, keep her around because that's That's kind of an important thing for me. Yes. Yes. And And the the herb community has always been great at coming together for each other, you know, in times of disaster and times of fire and things like that. So I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for your time. I know it sounds scary. There's a lot of inbuilt protections for donors and things. So if you've got questions, like I said, just please reach out to me. 
Let me know what questions you have. I can point you in directions and I can answer questions for you. Yeah, we'll meet you at a Hotel Six with a bathroom, with a bathtub full of ice and a knife. We'll uh, <laughs> take care of this. But no, the the hobby has definitely been great. We've had a lot of friends that have been helped by this. And we, you know, JT when his place burned down, got a ton of help. And then uh, our buddy uh, Chris Duncan when he had going through his cancer, they really helped him with the Herbs Family Foundation. So if anybody out there, if you know anybody, spread the word. Um, we will uh, we'll make a post on our on our page, especially once like maybe Sean gets, we'll share that around too. Um, but yes, if anybody can help, please reach out to Travis or us and we'll reach out to Travis. Yeah. My wife posted up on her page. It should be shared to my page. So if you want to just take yep. the sh- that, that message and share it out, that works too. We'll do 100%. All right. So now Travis is off I to go make a cake. It all. Yep. Yeah, Travis, now I got to go and go make a cake. Make a kid's birthday cake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's making a, a, important. a space shuttle. Oh, cool. I've, I've seen the, the beginnings of it. And that's great. I just want to eat it. I don't care. I just want to eat the cake. <laughs> You've never gotten to eat any of his baked goods. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. I'm yeah, Travis, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> Travis, maybe hey, we need it's, a- it's not my fault you didn't come up. That's your wife came right. Up. I was gonna say, when can we come visit Travis? I know. <laughs> Travis now lives in like the mecca of if you want to go visit anybody that does anything scientific with snakes. Yes, and that's why I'm like super excited and want to Bo- travel. Like Warren Booth is up there now. Zach Lofen's in that area. You got Travis up there. Morals up here. Yeah, Ben. So our families are gonna plan a vacation. Just, We're just gonna go. Just tour yeah. all the doctors. Just gonna tour them all the doctors. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I think it sounds like an excellent family vacation. And and then I get cake. So I'm all for it. <laughs> and homemade bread. <laughs> I say that as I, I just got so speaking of diabetes, I'm I'm type two, right? Two. You're I never know the difference. Team. I'm the one where I'm a fat ass. So Alex, yeah, I'm two. You weren't born with it. I wasn't Correct. maybe she's born with maybe it's Maybelline. But uh <laughs> no, I'm I'm a fat ass and I got it later in life. But I went and got blood work yesterday and it's gone down like 2%. Uh, It's gone down almost three and a half points. Yeah. Oh, nice. So this going to the gym and working my ass off actually did something. It is. It sucks. I'm proud of you. Every minute of it, it sucks. I was like, I'm proud of you. That's awesome because I know how hard my mom struggles with it and I wanted to make sure I never got it. So I did the work beforehand. Yeah, no, it's not good. I know. I miss cake. I've, I've, I've got a half a thing of a, a gallon of a half gallon of ice cream in the fridge freezer mm-hmm. that I haven't touched in like three weeks because I was like, no. Probably needs to be thrown out. Probably. No, I'm going to. No, I'm probably not going to eat it. Yeah. Just throw it out, Katie. Yep. But anyways. You're so going to go looking for it and it's going to be gone. <laughs> I'm going to go eat it tonight then. <laughs> Travis, go make your cake. Uh, again, if anybody can help him out, please reach out uh, and, and help out Travis. And uh, we will talk to you later, man. All right. You all have a good night. You too. Thank you very much. Bye. Good luck. All right. So, what did... Darren Watson wanted to know if we went walking after the podcast. I did go walking. And we did. And we're going to go again tonight. I got. I went to the gym before this podcast. I went and I did did. two and a half miles on the elliptical. And I did a whole circuit of machines. And my legs and arms are dead. Uh, He has been... He has been the reason I have been going... But uh, I, I made a post earlier this week. I said, well, all those people that go to the gym, they're like, oh, it makes me feel great after I work out. Fuck them. I don't feel great after I work out. I just don't want to die. It's the only reason I'm doing it. Like, the alternative to not working out is dying. And I'm like, well, yeah. that and losing a foot. I realized I really don't want to lose a foot. Yeah. I thought about how many things I do that require having two feet. <laughs> uh, so my mom already battles with, like, minor neuropathy. And on occasions, it gets bad. But it's all about, the, like, shoes and socks she wears now more than anything. But she's also been a diabetic for quite a while. Yeah, no, I, I just don't want to be in a hover round. I mean, I know I can get to the Grand Canyon. Those two old ladies in that hover round commercial got to the edge of the Grand Canyon. But I don't think I can go herping in the middle of the woods in a hover round. Nope. 
Give nice. me one of those all-terrain wheelchairs with the treads. Yeah. So maybe it won't be so bad losing a foot. Oh or you just dedicate this whole year and reward yourself at the beginning of next, uh, you know, spring next year and go on a really cool harping trip because you did such a good job. Yeah, it still requires money. All right. So let's, get, <laughs> so let's get to our guest. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, pretty fair. Can't complain. Uh, I've wanted to have you on for a while because uh, just you hear about if anybody that's listened to other, especially like uh, Morelia Python Radio, you hear Ryan's name thrown around a lot because you uh, you work with a variety of very interesting snakes that not most people have success with, like a lot of python stuff. It's just you always hear like someone's like, "Well, if I can't, this so 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 can't breed it." I bet Ryan can. Um, oh well, that's flattering. <laughs> what are some of the things that you keep? Uh, well, it's pretty much mostly pythons. Um, I do uh, have a few turtles and a couple lizards, but it's what kind of turtles do you? Very have? much mostly uh, pythons. What kind of turtles? <laughs> I have some North American spotted turtles, um, a couple uh, Vietnamese leaf turtles. Oh, that's cool. Um, I got a couple radiated tortoises, um, a few Chinese yellowhead box turtles, and I think, is that it? Oh, and a couple loggerhead musk turtles. Those are funny little turtles. Big old heads. Mm-hmm. I just wanted uh, Diamondback Terrapin. I had someone reach out That's to us. Cool. I wanted to come on and talk about Terrapins, but they can't do a live show. So we may do a recorded show and release it because I just want to talk to somebody about Diamondback Terrapins because I've worked with them before and I worked at a zoo and they're just, they're such a cool turtle. This little yellow-headed box turtle is adorable. I didn't look it up. I didn't. I, that was the only one that he mentioned that I'm like, I don't know what that looks like. So I googled it. It's yeah. Cute. I don't. I uh, they're at my friend's house in Florida until the weather breaks and I can get them shipped up here. Those are cool looking. Love turtles. Uh, box turtles are such an awesome. Uh, that's another one I wish that I understand the regulations for box turtles for like for American box turtles about not being able to like buy and sell them for the most part. But man. Out of like all like turtles and tortoises, that would be like the best pet turtle for someone. If someone's like going to a show and they end up buying a twenty dollars baby sulcata, it would have been so much better to talk them into a box turtle instead of a baby sulcata. Our forty-four-year-old ornate box turtle is really cool, and she's fun to interact with. Like she comes out when we come in the room; she'll come out from under her log if she's under it, and she comes right up to the corner of the glass. Katie's not one in her classroom that I does. Do. She's awesome. She had a whole pumpkin patch in there at one point, and then she, she ate it. She ate it all. <laughs> yeah, all the pumpkin seeds had sprouted, grown all over the place, and then we came back in and they were all crazy. Gone. The kids were like, do we need to pull them out? I'm like, uh, no, Mr. Yeah. Lewis said just leave them, so we're just going to leave them and see what happens. But once they hit a certain height, <laughs> she ate them. And so now we've got two that are sprouting up, and they haven't hit that height yet. So I'm wondering if maybe they taste weird before they hit a certain height or if she's just not interested. So you have a turtle that is now farming. Until pretty much. That's dangerous. When animals start learning how to farm, <laughs> we are in trouble. Yeah. She's pretty fun though. Retta attacks her food and eats it ASAP. Like there's, that's every time. Oh yeah. No, box turtles are. Yeah. They, they eat a ton. She does eat a ton. So what pythons do you have? Um, <laughs> I, know it's, I, know it's, I know it's a long list of... Uh, I got all four green python species, um, a few different types of carpets, most of the Bothrachylus, or I guess all three. Um, I mean, it's most of the Antaresa, uh, both Aspidites, um, a few Cymalia, just 
I mean, I'm. So you just, lot, most most pythons you can get, I I probably have about half of them, I guess. Because you just built uh, an extra building to house stuff in, right? Um, there was a uh, unfinished, uh, like roofed area lean to, on the side of my shop that has my uh, main uh, facility in it, and so I've been closing it in. Yeah, see, that'd be awesome. So being able to spread that's, that's what I've been doing. just being able to spread out well that one's nice. fun because you you can set it up how you want you don't have to move into a pre-existing i've always thought like building your spot would be way cooler than having to move in and figure out how to fit things into a pre-existing spot especially because you can yeah i mean plugs. it would have been nice i still was stuck with the footprint that was there um given the roof but um how i divided it up was up to me i guess so that was interesting but and then my other building my the concrete floor is not insulated, so I was able to insulate this one before they poured the slab. So oh, that's that awesome! That's good. Yeah, then I've always wanted to be able to do a building so I could put plugs like halfway up the wall. I never have to bend. Oh, yeah, over. I put them like six foot off the ground. Oh yeah, no, I want that. And a million I, of them. I never want to have to bend down to plug anything in, Mm-mm. or have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, no, I put them. I put them like six and a half feet off the ground and every two two to four feet. Oh, geez. There you go. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, and then you have your own like uh, own box for that whole room. Mm-hmm. So like wiring it, wiring your own room would be cool just because you're not at the mercy of whatever was set up before you moved there and you're afraid you're going to plug in one more and blow stuff. Oh, that's a constant Yeah, no, my, the building has its own uh, 200 amp feed, so I can add as much power as i want pretty much cool so what uh breeding wise what do you have going this year um i mean i'd usually try most things every year but it doesn't always work out so i think so far <laughs> this year different things have been breeding but a little early didn't know how it's going to pan out yet i've only ever had i think you said anteresia i've only ever had one i had one children's python and i've mentioned on here before it hated me uh yes she did I got it because I was like, this would be a cool looking snake. She would like strike at the cage when he walked in the room. I'm like, hated him. It's this awesome looking python and a small size. It's got a cool head. Fucking hated me from she day one. She wasn't like that around other people though. Like, Yes, she was. Was she? I took her to show her at, we had a big reptile day and I had her, I ended up having to take her off the table because she just kept striking. Oh, she never messed with me when I'd go in the room. You know, she, Bandit does that to Robert because of the first time he backed away from him when he was downstairs. Uh, I have a Vietnamese blue beauty male and uh he strikes at my husband every time but he doesn't do it that's because that's because robert showed fear yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm the snake handler not him <laughs> i mean i'm not trying to get bit but i mean a lot of that snake is bluff oh he's full of shit yeah the the, ch- the children's <laughs> python was not bluff though yeah I, I mean it was cute when i first got her and she could bite and she couldn't break the skin mm-hmm. uh but when she hit about three foot i was like no nah, i don't feel like getting bit when i reach in there yeah. And so I, I sold that one. Well, Pearl, the female blue beauty, she's the other, she's my wild card. You never know if she's actually going to try to bite you or if she's just being full of shit. So it's kind of half and half. So my dad had a question about the shop. He said, you mentioned insulating the floors. Do you do radiant heating in the concrete? Um, I don't do that. I've, my fear with that is that once the slab heats up, it'll take forever to cool off. So it will mm. inhibit cycling abilities. Ah. So I, that's something I thought about, but I'm afraid that it would affect my ability to cycle them in the wintertime. So how do you, what do you do? You run, uh, do like the water through it? I know some people do the like warm water or whatever through the floor and that'll heat it or. I just use oil filled heaters on Got in the, uh, 
um, yeah, they're just controlled by Johnson's thermostats on the wall. I haven't seen a Johnson's thermostat in forever. I don't know what that is. So <laughs> used to like, so now everybody knows uh, uh, Herbstat mm. and all that, but Johnson's was big. Helix was big. And what's the other one? There was, a, it was, there was another one back like, then. Yeah, when I saw the Helix over there, I was like, I've never heard of that before. Oh no, Helix used to be like before before Herbstat and all Helix was a big one. That one that that model over there was sold tons. Okay. I guarantee tons of people have that model of Helix in their reptile room. If 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 they kept snakes for more than fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, I used to have tons and tons of Helixes. Yeah. That that one got used a, a lot. Like I have Ranko, that was the other one. The Ranko. I mean Herbstat's the only thing I know. Yeah, Herbstats are. Yeah, I would use. Mm-hmm. I would happily use a Herbstat or whatever, but they don't make one that can handle the fifteen hundred watts. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I just, I've never had to worry about that. Yeah. That's a lot of wattage. Yeah. That's just for the room. Oh uh, yeah. It's on and off. That's true. I I have a oil filled heater in my tortoise barn, and I had to find a thermostat off of eBay, not eBay, off of Amazon, that would do fifteen hundred. I think it does. Like sixteen or seventeen was what it said it would do, but I needed to run my whole heater, and that was that was a tricky part. Was trying to find. I did I did fry a thermostat once. It, well, luckily it was a cheap one, but the first time I plugged it in on that radiant uh, on that uh, radiator oil filled heater, and it just uh, it just went it fried right away. It could not handle it. Yeah, you can turn them. You can turn them to six or nine hundred watts. Yeah. typically. That's, I think low is six hundred and medium is nine hundred. Yeah, that's that's what I have. Uh, oh, Amanda, ready? Our friend Amanda says they have Helix and Rankos. I haven't seen a Ranko either in forever. That's an old school thermostat. Let's try to look. Oh, oh. They're still around. Are they? You see, oh, yeah. it's Herbstats and uh, what's the other? Vivarium Electronics. That's the yeah. other one that everybody does. That's why I said VE earlier. VE, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was actually called. <laughs> Unless you ask uh, someone who's never known a thermostat and they go, yeah, I've got a thermostat. It sticks to the side of my cage. It tells me the temperature. I'm like, That's not a thermostat. Thermostat. That's a thermometer. <laughs> Well, Johnson's and Renko's are used in the HVAC industry, yeah. and we just adapt them for our use. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Uh, Amanda already said my groom shop is ten to twelve, a ten by twelve building with thirteen outlets halfway up the walls, all on their own breaker. Uh, pays to have a dad that's a master electrician. Yeah, that would come in handy. Oh, my dad's a master electrician too, and I always said if when I get my own reptile room, he's going to come in and do it all for me. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing. I th- I think I could do a lot in a house. Electricity is nothing I want to touch. I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to. I want someone else to do all that. I still get like. Oh, wiring's fun. <laughs> wiring's not the problem. It's the burning afterwards that I'm afraid of. That's <laughs> well, if you, it's pretty easy to do it right. I feel like it's very easy for me to do it wrong, though, is what I'm really worried about. I like your confidence that you have there, man. <laughs> I was about to say, you know what? At least you're not willing to just like I, mess with it. I've realized in years I can build anything out of PVC, so I feel good about plumbing, but I cannot, I'm I'm not burning a house down. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm, the thing, the things I can do, I can, I can plug stuff in. Uh, I can press that little reset button on there and I can go to a breaker box and figure out which one needs to be flipped. That's about the yep. extent. Um, I, I used to wire my own heat tape whenever I had to do racks. And I don't do that anymore either. Like that always worried me that I'm going to screw that up. Although it's, it's not. That's almost idiot proof. Mm, have you met some people that buy racks? I have. If they leave it alone, it's idiot proof. <laughs> I'd be far more worried about that stuff than typical home wiring. I guess because I have to do it all the time because our main business is building the racks. It's kind of a habit. I can just sit there and pile through them really quick now. Well, see, it's so much easier. When I first got into it, 
I didn't have the quick clips thing, so I had to solder shit. I'd have to, you'd have to melt the plastic off of the copper part, and then you have to solder the solder the wire to it, and then wrap it up in electrical tape. And then I'm like, this doesn't seem safe. But now they got the little clips on it with the little plastic part that clips over it, and like it, anybody can do that stuff now. It's like we do punch the holes, put the thing in, and smash it, and then tape it. Yeah, no, you just have to solder it. I hated doing that. That sounds like a pain. It was. Uh, someone said stupid sound doesn't work when I click on the watch live button. I don't know. I, sorry. I don't know who Facebook user is. I'm sure it's someone we know cause it happens all the time. Yeah. So, but anyways, so, uh, what are some of the trickier species you think? Cause you breed like some, some of the Python, some of the people have issues or trouble breeding them. Uh, what are some of the trickier species you've worked with? Well, I mean, that's relatively subjective. Um, <laughs> I guess for me, I would consider trickier stuff. Um, probably took me longer to breed tumor pythons than anything I've bred before. Whether that's because they're tricky or they just needed more time to get older, I don't know. Um, but most people, I guess, would consider like white lip pythons and tumor pythons more difficult. Um, I mean, honestly, I didn't do a ton different with them. Um, they just, when they're, if you stick with it long enough, it seems like you can get there. Yeah. Uh, I think most people just quit and uh, don't put in the time. And so I don't know. I don't know if I have any exceptional <laughs> gift or it's, it's just uh, stubbornness, you are, sheer, deter sheer you are determination dedicated. to not That's quit. That's all it is. <laughs> it, it, Refusal to fail. Or, or quit. Just refusing too, to quit. Too stubborn. <laughs> I find it interesting like with Timors and with uh, Maclots and some of the other ones that when I first got into the hobby 20 years ago, they weren't that big of a deal. Like I remember seeing like they were kind of the the, the junk python when it came to pythons. And uh, so they kind of disappeared a lot from the hobby. You didn't see them a lot. And now uh, I've seen the price tags on some of those when they go for sale and they are not junk pythons anymore. No, I mean, that's what, you know, everybody was breeding all the different species back in before the morph craze and then. Once the morph craze happened, then all the stuff that was getting bred stopped getting bred. And then a generation of new herpers, you know, it's all new to them when it's old news to old people. <laughs> it's, it cracks me up. So, so Rachel hasn't been in the hobby that long. Yeah, and so it's, it always cracks me up when she sees something that I've known about for forever. I'm like, that's been in the hobby for forever. It's just you don't see everybody breeding it. So, like, everybody knows ball pythons, beard dragons, this and that. But. Like, uh, like the first time you saw the blue beauty, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an Asian rat snake. That's why I don't, I don't do Asian rat snakes because they, uh, they're a little spastic. Oh, and now I want all of them. So <laughs> I'm, I'm moving you, more she and more towards her tracks. You try being attacked by five foot, uh, red tailed green rat snakes that are imported. And then no, I don't want Asian rat you snakes. Bandit's like nine feet long. <laughs> yeah. Bandit doesn't try to eat my face. No, not normally. <laughs> he's, been, he's done pretty well with you and I. And even my son and I, we can get him out with no problems. But with the hobby, I, it, so these newer, I say newer things, they're older, older new things are starting to come up. People, I think people are starting to not move away from morphs, but they're starting to go, okay, I've got all these morphs, but let me try something else and get this or that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like seeing that. I like seeing some of the stuff that people aren't used to uh, showing back up again. Like the doom rolls boas. Uh, when I first got back, got into them, not hardly anybody have them. And I see a lot more people having them now. Well, that's because nerd decided they cost $900. And then everybody said $900 for doom rolls. I'm going to get into that. 
and then everybody bought them. I was like, I'm gonna do that, and now they still are. That's not insanely what I expensive. Want them. I but, just absolutely love them. Oh no, They're I love gorgeous. them. I love. I've got my my Doomerals came from Travis Wyman, and I love that thing. That's one of my favorite. I think pattern wise, it's one of the best camouflage snakes mm-hmm. on earth. When you put a Doomerals boa in leaf litter, yeah, it just disappears. Shy of like a solid green snake in a tree with leaves. They're awesome. But that that was the Doomerals are an awesome one. They just uh, that's another one that the the price point caused them to become. That's like uh, black uh, uh Mexican black kings. Yeah, they're crazy. Right. The price point made them super popular. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan, why did you pick the snakes that you have? Because I know some of the stuff you have isn't more common in the hobby. Did you pick it just because you were interested in it, or? Um. Well, I when I first, uh, I mean, obviously, like most people, I was interested in stuff when I was little and keeping wild stuff. But once I was able to pick, you know, what I could keep based on what I could buy, I guess. Um, <laughs> I was. Uh, I really was into green green tree pythons was my main well still probably my favorite thing but um and then I just you know I got other things and got some carpets and different things and uh, at a certain point I guess I just decided that I wanted to um I was influenced by like Dave and Tracy Barker Casey Lazic oh, people yeah. like that um and I just was like I want to breed you know as many species as they have <laughs> And so that's that's a tough thing kinda, to do. Well, I I did it. I passed it last year. Oh, so nice! I, I got it done. But so you've done? Uh, have you done so, bloods? Yep, I've bred uh, thirty-five species of python. Oh wow! Wow! So as that's far awesome. as I know, I've bred more species than anybody else. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm assuming you did the giant species in there because that's an easy one to get to. Retakes berms. I've done one of the retics. I did berms. I did both those last year for the first time. So that's um, a weird. That's a weird one to do for the first time when you've done all these other ones before. Because that's <laughs> like that's normally like a, a starting point for some people. Yeah, I gave. Uh, I I'm fairly decent friends with Tracy, and I talk to her every now and then. And we were. I told her when I had the berms cooking. I told her, you know, I'm going to tie you when with these uh, berm eggs. And I said, it's pretty fitting that it'll be berm eggs considering you probably did them like the first thing you did. <laughs> and so she was laughing about that, but I'm just so we to had a good, we had a good laugh with that one. 35 species. Yeah. Just trying to wreck my brain. I don't, I, yeah, I, I think I could name down. close to 35, but I don't know if I could name. I got nothing. Let's just be real. Well, I've set, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've set my new goal at 50. Oh damn! Oh, nice. You have to you have to jump into a lot of colubrids, I think, to get there, right? No, just pythons. I'm not just counting py- anything else. Oh, damn. oh wow! Now I don't. I know I can't name fifty python species. I can't. There's that's pretty much to get to fifty. I would have to breed basically every species you possibly could get your hands on. Okay, so. now this is going to be a dumb question, so I'm going to go ahead and preface right. it. Go for it. A ball python is ball python is ball python, right? Like you're not counting different yep. types see, of ball that's pythons. Species. No. Okay. No. I'm, that's why I wanted to clarify because there are other no people out there listening that are probably <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've done 50 different morphs. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, not the same. Yeah. No, that doesn't count. Sh- and sh- if you breed one species to another, you don't get a count. Both of those. <laughs> you don't count as a new one? <laughs> no. Well, you don't get a count that is two breeding two things. Nice. Sean- you don't get, in my book, you don't get a count that is breeding anything. But that's <laughs> Sean Gray said, I'm going to need a lot of gloves. Yes, I would, Sean. I have no problem saying that i wear gloves so i don't get bit i'm cool with that some of the shit that ryan has has big teeth i would not want to get bit by those 
So, yeah, I was separating a Pop-Up Python fight the other day. And that oh, was, I saw the I picture. Nice, I got a nice kiss on the tummy from uh, one of them while I was trying to get him apart. Okay, my next <laughs> oh. question was going to be how frequently do you get tagged by anything? Oh, probably daily or every <laughs> other day. So I've been a breeder But it's mostly babies. Four yeah. years. Oh, okay. I've ne- at this point not been tagged or bit. You're yet. also breeding ball pythons. I have a lot of colubrids too. Yeah, but he's breeding pythons that are like, like they bite. Yeah, well, I mean, I got, I got a carpet. Worst bites I've had were ball pythons. Really? I've never been. I've got a. You can go handle that jungle carpet I got downstairs. Oh yeah, not nice. She's super friendly. (laughs) That's the one you pulled out the other day. That was the one while I was cleaning the other one's cage. It just kept hitting the top nonstop. I kept hearing it. I could hear it from the bedroom. I was like, because it's in the closet. I was like, what is happening? I yeah. thought it was the bigger boa. No. He's like, no, it's that little one. Nonstop. So I always think it's going to be my year and a half old blue beauty or the Mexican black king snakes that are going to get me. It's it's going to be her or two out of the four Mexican black kings we have. Oh, if, I, if I wanted to get bit, I have a whole list of snakes I know I could go grab right now. <laughs> and it would, Those like, are really the only ones I can think of. The, the six foot plus boas in my closet downstairs. They both yep, hate him. They would go after me. Uh, that jungle carpet, that would take me. I went to get a, a shirt out of my closet on my side of the closet away from their tanks. And the one on the top struck at the glass just because I walked yeah. in the closet. Like in there. <laughs> what the uh, hell? I don't handle my brettles. If I handle my brettles more, she'd be fine. But she kind of huffs and puffs. Uh, but she's usually pretty calm. That's why I like, like yeah, things. I rarely, I rarely get bit by adult snakes. I do my best to avoid that. But the baby ones, you take it for granted and just take your bite and move on. Yeah. Mm, no, nope, I'll pass. It just hasn't happened. It's not for lack of well, not look, trying. Hey, can you go clean my uh, baby rainbow <laughs> go pages? Go clean the baby rainbows. <laughs> the, the, the baby rainbows are, are super friendly. Um, yeah, no, because anybody listen, go check out. Uh, it's, it's over on, I think it's on the Molecular Reptile page, right? The picture of the Popwin. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I put it on Instagram and both my Facebook pages, I believe. It is rough. Yeah, like, it, it that. that fight. It took flesh. Like there's a open wound. Oh, they might both be dead. They were completely wrapped around each other in a big ball. Oh my god! And his face was like completely smashed open, ninety degrees. He was dragging his jaw around for like an hour. After I separated him, I wasn't sure if he was gonna oh bounce back or not. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Well, and that, those are those are not small. How big are those? Are adults, right? How big are your adults? Ah, uh, they're at least ten foot. Yeah, no, those are those are a big snake. And there's like about a Pepsi can around. And there's such a, like their head, they're a Python, but their head is weirder than any other Python head. Yeah. They're very distinct and they're very, they're like pound for pound. They're by far the strongest Python there. You can't, I call them Velcro snakes. Cause if you try to walk around with them, they just, anything they touch, they just like hold on to and you end up dragging your cart around and your snake hooks and <laughs> everything you're, when you're trying to mess with them, it's, they're uh, interesting snakes. They they can be. They're usually not terribly mean. There's are some mean ones, but they they're intimidating because they're, you know, they they come at you kind of like to check you out, and so people get kind of intimidated by them. But mine don't typically bite me unless I'm trying to get them out and they think I'm trying to feed them or something. But once you're handling them, they're usually really mellow. But they're intense snakes. They're when they're very inquisitive and very powerful. Is anyone breeding them in the states right now? Like on like getting regular on a regular basis? I know a lot of imports come in for um, those guys. 
I don't know anybody. There used to be a gentleman who was breeding them fairly consistently, but I haven't heard. Um, I haven't heard from him in several years, so I'm assuming he's not anymore. Um, I think there was a couple people that bred them last year. Uh, yeah, there was at least, I think, two clutches that I'd heard about last year. I know but, that. Yeah, most most of the I, mean, I guess all the ones I've ever seen are are imports, and uh, yeah. And I feel like that can, I know that can be hit or miss because we had a friend that had some pop ones and, and hers unfortunately passed. She found out they were sick after she got them. Um, how often do you get imports? I mean, obviously those had to be imports. You got them. So how you're dealing with species yeah. that aren't normally bred that often here. So how often are you dealing with imports? Um, well, a lot of the stuff I'm interested in, the imports are, you know, the only way you're going to get stuff usually. So I do acquire imports. I guess I don't know fairly regularly if it's if it's something I'm trying to get. What's your process with dealing with that? Because you know you always people hear the word import and they automatically get scared. But I mean, there's definitely a way to handle it, and it's fine. I mean, import is not a four letter word. Uh, no, I mean most of you know a lot of the times with the right care, they they usually I would say I probably I got a pretty decent track record with them. Um, I mean, you do lose stuff occasionally, um, but most of the time, if you take care of it right, it, most things will bounce back. Some of the scrubs are pretty difficult to, you're going to have to, you know, get a few, so to speak, to have a few make it. But a lot of the other stuff does pretty good. How many different types of scrubs do you have? I don't know them all. I know there are a handful of them, but I mean. Um, like five, I think. Five or six, but not five. See, now that's a bite I don't want to take. Full-grown scrubs. Yeah, no, though that's that's <laughs> no, that is not a bite you want to take. Mm-mm. I mean, that's you're talking. I mean, what? what how big is your biggest scrub right now? Uh, I don't have any really big ones. Gotcha. They're probably like nine feet. Oh, okay, so that's that's not as big as I was thinking because I know that that scrubs can get big. Uh. So my, my dad asked the thing, he said, stupid question, but if it's an import, is it safe to say they are wild caught? Yeah. 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 Unless it's Australia. If it's an Australian python, it should not be wild caught. Yeah, those are a lot rarer to <laughs> see wild ones. Now, it may have come from a magic portal in Germany, but... Uh, <laughs> is that where it exists? There's a magic portal in Germany. Gotcha, gotcha. And some other places where uh, somehow things show up from Australia. It's just weird how that works. Magically appears. You know, like uh, melanistic blue tongue skinks that somehow are here in the United oh, States. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But they weren't here before. Just mm-hmm. magic portals. But uh, it's I'm just I'm trying to rack my mind of all the pythons. So Angolans, you had to have done Angolans, right? Yep. So that's an awesome snake. That's that's one I wish would catch on more. Forget ball pythons. Angolans are such a cooler snake. The only problem is everybody thinks of them as ball pythons when they're. Most definitely not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> no, they're they're extremely different from a ball python. I think their closest relative is the southern rock python. That's what I heard. So they're, okay. they're not even, I mean, they're way bigger. They're kind of like a chuck wallow. They're flat. They feel <laughs> oh, like a beaded cool. lizard. Oh, wow. They're really, I mean, they basically they're an escarpment rock crevice living python. So they are really flat and have the beaded scales to inflate their bodies to hold into the cracks if something's trying to eat them. It's that goofy ball so, python head they have that te- that tricks everybody. Yeah, because they're very true. similar. I mean, when you look at them up close, it's not. It's but it's not, not like it's not like a, like a carpet, and it doesn't look as triangular as say like a rock or a berm head. Uh, it, 
Yeah. I don't know. Most of the python have most in the genus python have very similar heads. Nothing too crazy. I mean, I can see why somebody might confuse the head, but it is different enough that. If you really want to bother people, just call them bumpy ball pythons. It really. No, I don't like people that don't call what things what they are. So. <laughs> no, but they're they move a lot. They're longer. They're cooler. They're really pretty. And they come from an area where you cannot go. Well, you could go, but you'll probably die. Yeah. If you yeah that's not. I've a few. I know a, a friend of mine's been there. And really, I've just always heard like the war. Like it's it can get dangerous in some of those parts. I'm sure it can, but I mean, it doesn't mean you can't go there. Well, Speaking of not being able to go, what? Uh, you, the trip you wanted in 2025 did not make it to the top three. To Costa Rica? Yeah. That's fine. I'll go to Costa Rica at some point. <laughs> Sorry. 2025? Well, yeah. Our daughter's Girl Scout troop, they plan very large, elaborate trips. Stupid little girls are going to vote something boring. And I mean, Australia is in the top three. I've been to Australia. Yeah. So, place to go. But the uh, one of the myself. options was Costa Rica specifically for a conservation event, um, like activity. And that was not – there were eight items on the list, and that was not one of the top three. I just want to go to Costa Rica um, and just wander off into the jungle and go find stuff. But it – so I don't know that you can do that without getting <laughs> shot. No, like, Costa Rica, yeah. you do that? Yeah. Okay. Costa Rica is very – Costa Rica is fine. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I just got back from Thailand and Vietnam. Oh, wow. oh really? Nice. So those places were not on the but, list. But. Business trip or or fun trip? Fun trip. That was fun. All right. So what'd you find? You had to find some cool stuff there. Uh, we didn't find much. We got kind of got hosed in Vietnam. It was pretty cold, so we got hosed. But oh. um, in Thailand, we saw a few snakes uh, on the road during the day. On but the people driving wouldn't stop for us. Uh, <laughs> we saw a few uh, mangrove snakes. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, when we were doing a river tubing thing. Um, and then we saw a DOR uh, cobra. Oh. Uh, we did road cruise some Asian elephants. That was pretty cool. I saw, I think, so. I think you posted a picture of that. Uh, yeah. I saw that one. I, was, cause I had to stop. I was like, wait, why is there an elephant on the side of a road? <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny. We were, uh, it was me and Nick Mutton and Chris Salemi. Oh, that'd be a good and one. Yeah. We were, they were in the back of the truck and I was trying to communicate with the driver in the front of the truck. And we had seen an elephant and then we saw the second one and we stopped. And Chris was like, oh, that was real. <laughs> like the oh, my <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But I think there's a lot of statues and stuff. So it's, you know, probably pretty easy to confuse so it. That would suck to be road cruising for snakes. You hop out because you see a snake. You're like, oh, look, a snake. And then all of a sudden, like 10 feet off to the right, there's an elephant. And you're just like, oh, shit. Now, which one am I more afraid of at this moment in time? Yeah, I mean, the elephants pretty much just stood there. They didn't, luckily, they didn't, you know, <laughs> give us any trouble. I think they were probably more annoyed by our flashes and flashlights and cameras and stuff. But <laughs> the, uh, so we didn't. Unfortunately, we didn't see a ton of herp and stuff, but we still had some fun adventures. How much does Nick talk on a trip like that? Um, you know, the funny thing is, he's fun to travel with because he talks. But we sat next to each other on long airplane rides and hardly spoke to each other. That is it weird. Was very, it was really weird. Uh, I I think I even commented about that on the flight home. I was like, we've hardly spoken for ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just I, I, I imagine he could talk for ten hours. Like all you would have had to do is ask him a one question. A good one, a one good question. And you could have got him for ten hours right there. That'd have been a ten hour. Call. I mean, I don't know. We've known each other a long time, so there's probably not much that 
hasn't been said already. So, where have you gone in Australia? Uh well, I've basically everywhere but the center of the country. I've been up the entire East Coast to the Cape York, across the Top End, um, to Darwin, and then I've been up the West Coast, um, up to the southern part of the Kimberley, around Broome. But I haven't been up the middle yet. I was supposed to do that in 2019, but then the world went to shit. (laughs) What happened? Legit. I was about to say, all the shit. I want to find animals I keep in the wild. Like I I guess we're... It's, it's, I feel bad because you're like, we've, I, I'm excited when we go herping and I find like a rat snake or something on the road or a cottonmouth. I'm like, that's cool. But I know it's not the same excitement I would see if like I went to Costa Rica and found a boa hanging on a branch. Like that would be exactly. so much cooler to me. Yeah. But that's because you don't see it all the time. Oh, I know. Like, but I just imagine like he's got a room full of pythons, but you went to Australia and then you saw them in the wild. It's got to be a completely different experience. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's very, very in- influential it's it's pretty wild uh you got to be prepared for some heartbreak though because unfortunately you'll see lots of dead ones on the road Ugh. too so i've probably seen 50 shinglebacks run over and oh. blue tongue skinks and parrots and it's it's uh so that's that takes a little getting used to but you know just part of the game i guess Shingle. but yeah the catching pythons is pretty pretty wild so do you find they're as bitey in the wild as like some of the ones that we have here? Or is it just a complete, do they act different? I just wonder if they act completely different in the wild when you pick them up. Um, they, you know, they're individuals just like ours. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if any of them have been really psycho. I can't think of a, um, we caught a gravid King horn eye and I never really let her have a chance to bite me. <laughs> I held onto her head. So, um, that snake probably would have lit you up pretty good, but the uh, the other we found another king horn eye, and he was he or he she whatever was never showed any aggression to bite. So I think they're just like most individuals. I've caught uh, water python around the on the east coast, and it was it was pretty spry. It would try to get you, but the water python I caught outside of darwin never tried to bite us so i guess it just depends on the specimen that's one you don't see often is water pythons i i only ever hear about them when when owen talks about his wooder pythons <laughs> i'm gonna have to be like i'm gonna have to look water it it's know. a like a gray snake okay. it's a python it's not it's, it's a brown snake brown, with a or, yeah. brownish black snake with a orange orangey yellow belly orange sounds like yellow. it's probably right up my alley <laughs> it's boring to me it's not boring to everybody it's it's not my cup of tea because i like pattern and color but uh, it's, it's, this it's, is cool looking it's pretty cool. i knew you were gonna that. say i knew you were gonna say it How, god you have such horrible taste it's, i like pattern women. it doesn't it's not a pattern covered snake you've got good taste in women and that's all i've got for you <laughs> i mean they're cool <laughs> But it's not a pattern covered snake for me. See, and I don't like the like patterns are cool, yeah. but I'm all for solid colors. I can either way. It just depends if I like it or not. Man, I don't know. I should as soon as you said you didn't like it, I should have known like I was gonna like it. Well, <laughs> we're we're gonna have Owen on in a couple of weeks, and you can talk to him about his water pythons. <laughs> but you have to pronounce it water. I don't even know that I can. <laughs> how they say it up there and every time i hear him or eric say water i'm like god damn it there's an a in that word 
That's hilarious. Water pythons. Oh, man. But no, he, he's, that's the only time I ever hear anybody. I never see him at shows or anything. I'm, I'm assuming you've bred water pythons. I've bred the eastern one, yeah. So have you bred both phases of both uh, white lips? Uh, yes. I'm just, now I'm just going through a checklist. I'm like, what's... <laughs> they, they knock off the easy things like Woma, Blackhead. Those are you said you bred both lyasses, so you got yep. got those. Both those. I, is that one that drives you nuts when people uh, think of them as the same kind of snake? What a Woma and a Blackhead? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that neither one of them are like huge favorites of mine. I do <laughs> like them, but I don't. Uh, Tell they're the not. Blackheads. Blackheads are cool. The, I, want one. I actually think the Womas are cooler. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I mean, when I was younger, I thought blackheads were cooler, but I think that was more based on rarity and I didn't have them. So, uh, but once I started keeping both, I honestly think I'd take Womas over blackheads. Mm. I was like, I don't have you any. Like the blackhead. No, I'm a blackhead. Way, yeah. But I like the way the blackheads the, look. The Womas always get me because every, everyone I've ever seen, every story I've ever read, uh, they have a very good feed response. Now, there I don't know how true these are, but like I googled like there's some morphs in Womas that have them darker. Well, I mean some that's lime breeding, you can read to be darker. Yeah. The darker ones are cool. Cuz like there's like the blackheads, you know like that uh Swiss lime blackhead that Jim Sargent has, those are really really light colored. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see some like really cheap blackheads that are I'm like this Woma, the head is almost red on it. Yeah. So like that's kind of That's cool. a Woma. That's cool. Yeah, one was, I think one was, they're really, you can get some really stunning orange ones that are really out of this world. I just always, there's that some picture that my, floated around of the woman that ate the snake hook, like hook of, first. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, one was, they'll eat their toe, they'll bite their toes, they'll eat just about anything, I think. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's, but like it didn't eat it handle first, it ate it hook first. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. You've seen that picture? Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, some of my favorite snakes are black and white snakes though so that's why the black-headed python does it for me oh yeah you'd like western blackheads though oh yeah those are mm-hmm. or the like, you've seen jim's he has the uh the exanthic ones that, that's what i want mm-hmm. oh I yes i have seen that those. and that loses it for me because i like the color in a blackhead i like the the, the oranges i like both of them so i don't yeah. particularly yeah. like one more than the other they're just both cool to look at so ryan how often have you ever ha- or have you ever had because you deal with species that kind of notorious for sometimes eating each other how have you ever had i know you just had the pop ones kind of get into it but have you ever had snakes eat each other um i've the (laughs) i had a uh, ring python female killed a male um a couple years ago she i had caught her before he was dead and i thought he was gonna live but three days later he was dead um and then last year i saved uh, pygmy python female the male had constricted her and was swallowing her oh geez and when i when i found him he had swallowed like three inches of her head <laughs> and i pulled her out of his mouth and i thought she was dead and i was like rubbing my thumb up and down on where her heart was and blowing into her glottis with a pipette and and i ended up i thought she was dead i left her in her tub and when i came back out for lunch she was back alive so Zombie. I don't know if I resuscitated oh her or what, but she she still made it. So that's crazy to take that as a win. But other than that, I haven't. Uh, those are the those are only good. ones that I can think of off the top of my head. So do you just get rid of that concern in your head when you're dealing with them and, and bring some of those for the first time? Like it, it could happen, but it's not. You're not paranoid about it. 
No, I uh, I was probably a little lackadaisical with the pop ones. I had put them together before, and they hadn't. Like the first time I put them together, and they've never been together. Um, very concerned. They're very notorious for causing damage to each other or eating each other. So, I uh, I had that. Like I said, they'd been together before, so I was probably a little too blasé about it. Um, but I did go check on them later, and sure enough, they were. <laughs> In the midst of a death battle, but I'll say the picture he gets of the, along. What was that? The, the picture I saw was rough. Yeah, no, he's got about a four inch really bad gash, and then a bunch of other like one to two inch gashes down his body. So he uh, he took a beating, but I oh, put yeah. him in with it. He likes the other female, or she likes. He, <laughs> he gets along with the other female a lot better, and. Um, I had him in with the other female a couple days ago and he's been cuddling with her. So maybe she's making him feel better. I don't know. So, so do you think they'll both survive though? Uh, yeah, I don't, they've both eaten a couple times since the incident. Oh, okay. They seem to be. That's crazy. Oh, I don't know why fun. I thought this happened like yesterday. No, but. No, I, po- I posted it the other day. But yeah. Oh, gotcha. A few days before. But it's I'm crazy how, groups, it's so. crazy how much damage snakes can have and still survive. Oh, yeah. Reptiles, I mean, for as fickle as we think they can be, and they they can be, they are very hardy. Yeah. Well, you see some of the snakes in the wild, and they are all scarred up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of the pythons I've caught in the wild look like they've lived through some things. (laughs) Especially, I'm just thinking in Australia, like, there's a, that's just got everything. You got big lizards there that want to kill them. You got other snakes that want to kill them. You got everything. Oh, yeah. We caught a blackhead on the West Coast that, it was, it had more scars and I mean, it looked like it'd been hit by a car three or four times Dang, just, and he was still plugging along doing fine. So they have an remarkable ability to heal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I just, I, I'm always scared. Even I, I breathe something that doesn't naturally eat. Although I did, I put Sambo in with a Sambo once. As soon as I closed the tub, I heard like WWE fighting in there. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And I open it up and she's got a hold of him. I'm like, you don't eat snakes. What are you <laughs> yeah, doing? That's, that's usually just a reactionary deal yeah. from they get used to opening the cage, food's coming in, and so they associate you putting something in there with food. Well, especially it. like Sambos. If you run if you run anything across the top of where their head is, they're striking for it. Oh yeah. Like that's that's why I, I never reach into the tub because I know as soon as I do, I'm gonna get attacked by one of them. I take the hook, I'm like, all right, where's your head at? Figure out what we're doing. And then I can pick them most females up. I've got one or two that are like, yeah, I don't want to be touched. But uh, I was like, we only have two now, and they're both pretty good. The male sometimes, if you catch him really off guard, he'll fly at you. My rosies are tricky. My rosy boas like to bite. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, oh, look at these cute little snakes. They're great pets for kids. I'm like, mm, no, no, they're not. I mean, they're they're great, but man, they they really like to bite, and they'll bite out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Wild caught rosy boas are tame, but the the Captive red ones are nasty. <laughs> Man, they, it's it's crazy. Like I can sometimes pick them up, and I'm like, oh, good, she's doing great. And then out of nowhere, just now I'm gonna bite you. I'm like, just be mean from the get go, so I'm not tricked here. She's got to throw you off. She doesn't want you to know what's happening. <laughs> Darren Watson. Meanwhile, humans use the wrong toilet paper, and we're out of work for a week. That's what Katie and I were laughing. Yeah, at. yeah. that's what we were both laughing at. <laughs> we uh, when it comes to the to the animal kingdom, we're not that tough. Oh God, no, Mm-mm. no. Uh, Sam said, does it really suck to get bit by a worm? It doesn't feel great to get bit by Samboa. 
Although I haven't been bit by one in a long time outside of a baby, and the babies are fine. I got bit by one in college because Katie reached the wrong place, and I had to stop it, and it bit me, so it didn't bite her. He's so good to me. Yeah. I still, <laughs> I still have that snake, too, and she still likes to bite every now and then. Which one is that one? It's just one of my Samboas. Oh. I've had her for forever. Uh, I did have the we posted. I posted a couple of questions this week. I uh, posted one we talked about, and I posted another one because I knew you had bred some stuff. And uh, So I'll go with that one first. It says, if you could successfully breed any species, what would it be and why? So I want to go through a few of the answers. And then, uh, and then I want to get to your your list of, I mean, you want to get to 50. So I know there's got to be a list of things that you want to breed to get to 50. You still got, was it, I'm trying to do math, 15 more. 15. 15. So uh, going through, <laughs> this was the first one I saw. My buddy uh, Chuck posted uh, his first pick is a female human. That would be the one he wants to success, <laughs> successfully breed. No, the, you don't want to successfully breed one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Then you're you stuck undo, with them. You can't, you can't put that back in the box. There's a that's, whole lot of that's, shit attached that's to my, that one. My dad commented said, successfully breeding leads to rugrats running around. I think I'd rather unsuccessfully yeah. breed. Yeah. Yes. That's right. You can't put the crumb grabbers back. <laughs> uh, Max Six said a T-Rex. So, no, Max. Go get eaten by a bear. Stop. Yes. Uh, Sean Gray said two Ataras. That would be a cool. That would just be a cool one to... I just want to see one. I want to hold a two Atara. Hmm. It's a... I always when I teach classification every year, I teach reptiles. I teach the different orders of reptiles, and I have to show a picture of a tutar and go, "This is not a lizard." <laughs> like I know it looks like a lizard, yeah. it's not a lizard. And these things were around at the time of dinosaurs. They're freaking awesome, and you can only find them on one island, and there's two species left. Jeez, they're cool little. I was about to say lizard, but they're not lizards. <laughs> uh, our buddy Jason Miller out of it just says, a tough question. No matter uh, what there is, probably always another one down the line. I'm limited on space now, but I would like to eventually keep and breed more island boa localities. Oh, that'd be cool. Always wanted bromeliad boas. I'm not going to lie. Bromeliad boas would be cool. That'd be badass. Yes. Those are, yeah. They're those are itty bitty and oh, they're cool looking and no one has them. And like, I, I looked into them once. One, the one person I won for sale, and it was insanely expensive. And like, you had no promise that it was going to eat for you. Oh wow! Uh, Amazon Basin emeralds. I, I do want an emerald. Uh, and Sanzinia. I've done that one. You've done the emeralds. I've I've done the basins. I haven't done northerns. Northerns. How do you compare? I mean, I know, it, but I'll look at the same. How do you compare green trees to emeralds? What is a, is there oh, a big man, difference? That's a, that's a lousy comparison. I know. Green, green, what green tree green? pythons are awesome and emeralds suck. Oh, I, just, I disagree. <laughs> See, I'm a boa person and not a, a python person. So but. when you, you just said that you bred like a north, not the south or the other way around or whatever. Are those you bred two, a basin. Are no. those two different species or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell the difference. I can tell you that much. I don't, I'm not good at telling the difference between the two. I just know between one. Between a basin and a northern? I don't think I've ever, I've never looked at the two. Oh, I don't know why. I totally thought they were like what? It was just you were just talking about a locale. I don't know what either one of those are, but I'll. You look do know up. emerald emerald tree boas. Oh, the, so, so you know the green ones with the yeah. bull, bulldog face. So you have yeah. emerald tree basin. You have Amazon basin emeralds, and then was it northern? Was yeah, the, Guyana shield or northern emeralds. Okay. I don't think I've ever looked at the two side by side. So there's two species of emerald boas. Yeah, yes. they're, okay. they're pretty different from each other. Okay. I just never look at them. I, but in general, for most people, when they look at green trees or emeralds, they're like, it's a green snake on a stick. And so they don't see the difference. But like, I love the face of an emerald just because like, I've never seen a scientific name that fits a snake more than basically naming it after a dog. It looks like a bulldog when you look at it. Oh, absolutely. Face. It does. Yeah. <laughs> 
But if you're a Python person, well, it's, it's named for the teeth, not yeah. as much for the head. So. Yeah. Well, so I've got rainbows. And so when I first got my rainbow, it was like my first thing I got almost 20 years ago. Uh, I never thought much about teeth. And then years later as an adult, he, I finally saw him yawn and I'm like, they have massive teeth. Cause I'm used to like red. I thought it was gonna be like red tail teeth, which are a little are big, but they're not that big. Like but never but rainbow yawn. teeth are massive. I'm like, why the hell does this snake that looks like it lives on the ground have these giant ass teeth? But they're big. They're not like emerald. Like emeralds are always, you always see the yeah. picture online of like someone holding an emerald's head and the mm-hmm. huge teeth. But yeah, I don't want to take a hit from a an adult emerald or rainbow. Mm-mm. I luckily have not. I'll pass. Uh, also said Sanzinia, and I want Sanzinia so bad. Have you done those? No. You know, you when you were talking earlier about snakes that um, you were talking about the Doom Rolls bows used to be everywhere. Believe it or not, when I first started doing this in the late, or mid to late 90s, the Seattle Reptile Show, there was like every table had green Sanzinia. What the hell? They were like dirt cheap. Everybody up there was breeding mm. them. Nobody cared about Okay, them. I officially sounds hate like, this hobby. Sounds like $20 Mexican Black King snakes. No, they're not. Mexican Black King snakes are not as cool as Sanzinia. Okay. I think they were like 200 bucks. I officially hate this hobby. I hate this hobby. They were here. I get a massive kick out of it every time I see people talking about Sanzinia because I'm like, nobody cared about those things. They were everywhere when I first started. I freaking love those things. But I only, I like the greens. I'm not a fan of the, was it, man? what is the other one? The Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah, I think that's the reason why the greens almost went away is because the greens were the original one everybody had. And then when the, the other ones were available everybody switched to doing those and then people switched to not doing either of them but the the mandarin ones everybody wanted those babies so they i think they switched from the greens to those and now it's the opposite the greens are the harder ones to get apparently well i've heard in europe it's different too europe they have tons of greens and not tons of sanzinia or tons of uh mandarin so i was like can we just get some trade going on between the two and but uh, that's, I'd had a pair of, not a pair, I had two when I worked at a zoo, we had two of them and I always found them being called tree boas kind of misleading because they were rarely in a tree. They, they, they would climb, but they didn't, it's not like a, an emerald or a green tree that will give you that normal, like sitting in a, on a branch look. I never yeah. got that from them. Yeah, um, I've never, I've never kept those. So I don't know much about them. They're, they're such a cool looking snake. Um, I also find that whole process very weird of how, when you think boas, you think South America, Central America, and then all of a sudden you get to this one island on the other side of Africa, between Africa and Australia, that has boas that looks just like what you would think boas look like. I mean, it's it's settled in this area that you would think it should be pythons on this island, and it's not. It's boas. It's a- well, the I believe they discovered boas and python remains at a place, I believe, that's in Germany now. Oh really? That they were doing an archaeological dig, so they've uh, Europe used to have both boas and pythons. Oh, that's cool. So the only those Madagascan boas have just been there for so long that they were there when it was all one one mat land mass. <laughs> they just didn't die out. Oh, that's cool. I like it's Madagascar is just a weird island in general. I mean, you start looking at things there; it's a weird place. Uh. Speaking of Madagascar, our friend Amanda Reddy, who does chameleons, uh, said their dream back in the day was Parsons chameleons. We talked to them when they were on the show before about doing Parsons, which are a cool chameleon just because they're the size of a chihuahua. Oh, my goodness. Other Parsons are enormous. Look up a picture of a Parsons, a full-grown Parsons chameleon. 
and like if you're used to like seeing panthers and veiled, yeah, nothing. Their parsons are huge. Um, but she said at the time no one was able to successfully hatch their eggs. Uh, it's a massive long process, and we only had a wild caught male at the time, so we never were able to breed them or hatch them. So they're hoping to do that sometime. That'd be cool. Uh, our buddy Drew Schultz at the Learning Zoo. His answer is the one reptile I would give up every snake and everything I own just to have. Oh my gosh. What? Dude. Oh, did you look at it? Oh, yeah. they, oh no, they like, in person it's bigger. Arm, yeah. You know. That's crazy. Uh but Drew Schultz said Chinese alligator. Oh. I th- I immediately thought of you when I saw that. I I just want a Chinese alligator. I don't even care if I breed it. I just want a Chinese alligator. <laughs> those are cool. I would give up everything. Uh Darren Watson said those are the best looking chameleons. Parson, I mean it's just it's neat to see a massive chameleon like that. Uh, Randy, Randy said Jeff Lettuce uh, Leets, I guess, tried to sell me a female green since he had 10 years ago for 600 and laughed. You <laughs> probably should have bought that at 600 bucks. <laughs> that would probably been a good deal. Uh, our friend Tracy said Cayman lizards were at the top of her list to breed. I want to breed tortoises. Like the red foots, the cherry heads we have. You got some time. I know, I do. I'm just like, yeah, we have time. I think it would be really cool to breed like tortoises. As long as it's not sulcatus. Sulcatus. Yeah. Well, so between the the two of us, we have four of them now, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And with our luck, they'll all be boys. (laughs) I mean, we'll have four boy redfoots. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. It's going to be an entire herd of boy redfoots. Because that's what's happening with all of my. I'm not complaining that all my sulcatus are males uh, because I don't want babies. But the problem is males are assholes to other males, and so you just have to deal with them fighting every now and then. Yeah. But uh, Richard Allen said ball python. No, you, you lose. You don't get to answer this question, Richard. Go away. <laughs> uh, Todd Sanders said uh, Xenodermis, the dragon snake. Yeah. That's a cool-looking snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if anybody successfully bred those, and people have a hard time keeping them alive, I think. Uh, Scott Schmidt said Apodora. So pop one pythons. Uh, don't let them. I'd like to get like to do that one. <laughs> uh, Sarong barneck scrubs and Maruki scrub pythons. Done one of those. Which one? The barneck? Maruki. Oh, the Maruki. Well, the southern. See, that's one thing I don't, I, I know there are different scrubs, hmm. but I don't know the different scrubs. And we had uh, I have no idea. Brandon was in the chat. If he's still there, Brandon was in the chat earlier. Yeah, I know he has all the And all, all the scrubs. different types of scrubs. We're not talking morphs. We're talking no, no, no. different species. species. Okay. Yeah. Aren't scrubs are what they used to call amethystines, right? That's the same. Yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up in books, you'd always see amethystine pythons, and it was because they were shiny and everybody loved the way they looked in the light. Look, the extent of my knowledge is today in small groups, we were reading the book Who Would Win, Lion versus Tiger, and we talked about the scientific names of each of those cats. So that is the extent. Pan- Panthera tigris and Panthera leo. Yes, that is yeah. the extent of my knowledge of scientific names at this moment. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that's like, it? Yeah, my brain's that's not it. working anymore. That's it. That's all I got. Do you, do you know human? In two weeks. I can probably tell you two other ones because they've got another who would win book picked out for the next book. What What are the animals? I don't know. Oh, okay. I've got several in my class library and they just said they like the way this is going. So they want to keep going. I know the large cats because I use it when I teach uh, taxonomy. And I may or may not have cheated and looked to the last page to see which one win, win which one would win because I didn't actually now, know. Now, did the book have lions hunting together or one no, lion, one tiger? one lion versus one tiger. I'm going tiger. And it's a Siberian tiger. I'm going tiger. 
the lion it one? Was, the lion. was it a male lion? And it was because of the mane. That was what? why. The way the way that the book explained it, it has to do with the fact that the mane can protect their neck. So when the tiger went in for the bite, the kill bite on the neck, it wasn't able to get anything. And at that moment, that was when the lion was able to strike. I'm calling BS. Because yeah, I totally I'm not, I'm picked Tiger. <laughs> I totally picked Tiger because I made all of the kids give me their prediction before we started. And I'm like, I'm totally going Tiger on this one because it was the Siberian Tiger. Like, that's the one they I'm, call, I'm calling BS. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying fluffy hair so on your neck only, is not saving you from a Siberian Tiger. We're only tiger. about a third of the way through the book. And so, so far, the way that they're, they're awesome books, by the way, if you have kids that need help reading things, except check they out lie the for who would win in a fight. Who would win. Um, You've got. I'd a take a jaguar against either of them. Jaguars are oh, scary. Heck yeah. yeah! We talked about that. I was like, we had one at our zoo, and it was the only cat I was genuinely afraid of at that zoo. No, like if she ever got I, out, she you was can say fuck every <laughs> everything I was supposed to do. I'm grabbing whoever is near me, and we are locking ourselves in. A jabo, jabo was scary, but it was later on in my career when I worked there. After I worked there, the, the female tiger for some reason hated me. So every time yeah, I walked she by, did. she'd try to kill me. I was like, ooh, no, I hope she never gets out because she will yes. 100% kill me. Come find you. There she were, will seek me out. There were books right there on the table. Yeah, they were in the other room. Oh, man. I'm still going with Tiger. You know what? Screw it. Moved him out of that room into I'm, I'm this gonna room cheat. for a reason. I'm going Liger. Liger wins all of them because it's massive. I had a kid bring that up today if they was going to mention that in the book. But we have each page you turn, all the information about the lion is on the left and all the information about the tiger is on the right. And it's basically comparing them as you go, like where they live. There's maps showing you like it's a it's a very cool book. I've never actually read one from start to finish. Tiger. And now I've got like six of my 12 groups uh, reading this one. So uh, <laughs> get back to this question. Dan- Danielle said Solomon Island ground boas uh, and Halmahera ground boas. She really likes the little boas, but there aren't enough captive bred babies. Uh, that's because of the reason she I mean, it's the feeding. Yeah. Feeding those little bastards is a pain, especially getting them to eat rodents because that's not their Well, if they're diet. that small at that point, aren't they eating like lizards or yeah, something Yeah, like really, really small stuff. Well, they're lizards. They're not rodent eaters by nature. Gotcha. The Solomon on ground bows and stuff like that is the ones that they import and then people get them and they're gravid and then all of a sudden they have like 40 babies and they're like, oh, what do I do with these 40 babies? And like, you're going to basically slowly watch them starve to death because they are itty bitty. There was someone who got one in. I think it had like 50-something babies on them. What did they eat? In the wild? Like lizards. Okay. Little tiny geckos and stuff. And you can try and get them to eat that in, in captivity. But yeah. it's, I mean, if you're talking 40-something babies that you have to feed lizards to in a hobby that lizards is not a, a, exactly. a readily available feeder, it's kind of hard. Okay. Really cool, though. Like, I love viper boas. No one really does. Vi- viper boas are expensive now. No one really does viper boas. Uh. Go through a couple more. Uh, Chadwick Osborne said Diamond Pythons. That's got to be on your list. You've done that one already, right? Diamond Pythons. I have not. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's one I like. I figured Diamond Pythons would be on there. No, I haven't. uh, Carpets are not my main jam, so I haven't (laughs) done them yet. And you you haven't done any of them or some like the... You've done like Jungle, right? I've done uh, four of them or something. Three of them. Oh, yeah. See if I get... I'm assuming Jungles. Yeah, Chaney Eye, yeah. And then I'm going to go with, I was going to say, I was going to say IJs, but Popwin Carpet yep. Pythons. Yep. Uh, and then, are we splitting up coastals? How or Where are we at? Yeah, there's, uh, I haven't done the southern coastal, um, but I've done uh, Inlands and uh, Red Lie and uh, two other carpets, uh, four. 
how cold do you get your bread line when you breed them? When you bread them? Uh, I stuck them out in my garage uh, in a box. I kept them. I think they could get to sixty. I think at night. That's like a, was I think Casey, where, where Casey do you Cannon live? Said, North Idaho. Oh, okay. I think Casey Cannon said once he put them in like a cooler or a box around his back porch in Georgia when he first bred them. I was like, yeah, that scares crap out of me. Yeah, you couldn't do that here. <laughs> That's the problem here. I mean, it like, was like eighty and degrees. This, and this part of the south could do that because you'd have one cold day and then it would be ninety the next day. And like, yeah. no, you just yeah. need a cooler oh, that yeah, you can no, toss them in here. Yeah, we got um, we got to almost eighty today, and mm-hmm. the high tomorrow is like sixty four. Oh yeah, I I am having or a Thursday. hell of a time keeping my doomerals cool enough. Yeah, right now, not yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow is warm. Thursday is like sixty four. Yeah, we uh, got a cold front tomorrow the 30s night. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texas can't make up its mind. Uh, so we've all. been having all seasons. We did get every down. Day. We did get down to the single digits like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah, I was. I was talking to Tracy, and I, we were laughing because she was colder than I was. <laughs> Gosh, well, it awesome. sucked. Uh, Lonnie on here says I would love to breed rubber boas. I plan on doing that. Not anytime soon. They got to grow up. But yes, that is on my. Well, you're my only list. a couple years old now, huh? Yeah, they grow really fucking slow. How how long? So I'm assuming it's by size. How long does it take them to get up by to size? Uh, it's probably gonna take mine like seven years or so. Oh wow! Really? Well, I mean, you've got to figure like for four months out of the year they're inside a freezer. Yeah. Like I, I have to drop them down to, to like 40s. Jesus. They're not growing. Yeah, we catch that. those up here. Yeah, I was gonna say if he's in Idaho, that's the oh, thing. Wow. Um, that would be something you would love to get to see in the wild. Oh my god, I love Travis has seen one. I know. Fuck Travis. Wow. <laughs> Travis Wyman. Can I've got it. pictures of herping with some friends where we found like twelve or fifteen oh, under one uh, one big board, and oh, we're wow. holding them like Medusa. It looks like you're holding Medusa's head. All these. Oh, things. that is were, cool. Were the ones in the area were they that green color or are they the brown color? Uh they vary. You'll see different colored really? ones all together. I love. I just. I've, I'm the only reason I fell in love with them was that olive green one in the picture of Audubon Field Guide, uh, and I was like, oh, I want to see one of those. And now I own four of them, and they're currently. At 40 degrees in a wine chiller. So what I'm hearing is at a specific time of the year, I need to take James for a weekend trip to Idaho. Uh, yes. Just. It's a long weekend trip. Just to Friday find Monday. a snake. Oh, I'd love to find rubber boats in the wild. That's a, I, I, I don't understand why that snake is not more popular. People, people like that really like people in the, in the, the herping community, they fascinate me because I cannot think of a single reptile or I'm like a, or snake that like I I have to find in the wild. Oh, I've, oh, I've got a giant be, list. I've be, got a list. And I'll Wait, be Ryan's honest seen most of his, but when no, you I've got a lot of things to see. When you took me to see the sea turtles in Corpus Christi, oh yeah, that was probably the most emotional I've ever. Yeah, I've never seen thing. you get more. You got more excited than probably any other. Like equally to when we went to like to see Harry <laughs> Potter last year. Yes, that was about how. Yeah, that was like about how the decided. moment I we walked went to into Universal. like Hogwarts and you know Diagon Alley for the first time, like I that was me seeing the sea, sea turtles, turtles up close. Like I like even now I can't even really form a, a good coherent sentence. Like I just it shocked me just how impressive that was. I can't wait to go. But seeing sea turtles hatch <laughs> and watching them get to the ocean has been <laughs> Rob, on my list. Rob, Rob in is in the chat. He said rubber boas look like a pile of poop. I know Rob, <laughs> and that's why I love them. <laughs> I love my dirt snakes that stay buried all the time, and you don't see them. 
They're amazing. I didn't say that I was driving to Idaho. Like, we can take a flight. There's bound to be an airport somewhere. (laughs) Yes, Idaho has airports. (laughs) Yes, Sam. Hogwarts to see it would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, Pierce Plowman said, Mangshan Vipers and Marine Iguanas. I just want to see a Marine Iguana in the wild. I want to go to the Galapagos. That's on my list. Uh, And then Scott Borden said, Mullican Scrubs and Black Roughneck Monitors. That'd be cool. All right, so let's get Ryan. What did, what do you want to breed? Successfully breed besides your pop ones. You besides done. your pop ones, and not have them kill each other. Um, I mean, we're talking like fantasy land here. Yeah, anything uh, you want to successfully breed. Probably the Bismarck Island scrub pythons would be my top thing. See, I just I don't know the scrubs. I know it's a species that was described a long time ago. It will be a species again, and they are pretty pretty cool. That would be neat. I I think for me it would, it would probably either be some of the ones that are on here. It would, it would probably either be uh, Sanzinia, which simply means at that point I own Sanzinia, so that's kind of the positive there. Or same for the Chinese alligator. That would mean I have to own a Chinese alligator, uh, so that's positive there. I I hope to do rubber boas. I already have them, so I hope to do those, but. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, ugh, Brad Callahan said red-tailed green rat snakes. I mentioned them earlier. I had a nightmare with those once. Uh, you have fun with those. Have you ever seen a red-tailed green rat snake? Not in person, but I've seen a picture, yes. Because I was like, ooh, that's really pretty. You I should, wonder what their temperament is. You should see when they come at your face. I mean. Well, I was hoping to find one of those in Thailand. But yeah. Okay, one. so scrub pythons have a wicked-looking face. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, like, a, you're probably, you're going to have a hard time finding a decent picture of a Bismarck. Yeah, no, I have had no luck with that at all. No. But I'm there, finding very several few. other different types of scrub pythons. Yeah, there's very few decent pictures of they, uh, they look like they could mess you up. I'm not going to lie. So Rob thinks because they look like poop, that's why rubber bows aren't more popular. <laughs> I think there's a couple reasons why rubber bows aren't more popular. One, they grow so damn slow. So people just don't reproduce them enough because they're, not a quick growing snake and they can't really turn a giant profit on them fast. And then in several of the States where they're found, you can't own them. Like, I don't think in California you can have them. Can y'all have them? Can y'all own them in Idaho? I can have four with a valid hunting license, but you can't breed them. uh, Um, you can breed them, but if you have babies, you have to give them away. You can't make any money off of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's they're they're a super like your pine snake. I don't know, but that ringed python is really pretty. Are you looking at a ring python baby or a ring python adult? Do they look uh, different? I freaking hate hundred percent different. Well, so this one is that's a baby. It's a baby. I'm assuming it's not going to look like that as adult. I'm assuming that's what they look like as they. That's get. a very pretty adult. So they're just brown and black stripes. Some of them darken up like really dark. It just depends. Do you? How many? You still have? You said you bred rings. Do you still have them? Uh yeah. Are yours? Lighter, because like, I've seen some adult rings where like it's just they're they're dark all the way down almost. Um, the the ones that are the aberrant pattern ones tend to be more dark than the banded ones, but um, overall they usually they're like really pretty as babies, and then for a couple of years they don't usually look that good, and then they start to lighten up again. They're definitely one of the snakes that tricks people into buying them. Yeah, because well, they're amazing snakes even as adults. So I don't know why. 
that would discourage like, anybody. Just pretty. It's just if if you look at a baby, it's not going to look. I don't know. It's not it's, if you're one like yeah. No, more, if they if they look like they did as adults as they did as babies, then it would be the most popular python in the world. Yeah, sure. yeah. Bright orange and black snake, super easy yeah. to sell. But that's another thing. A lot of a lot of the so you're in a, a lot of the python species in that part of the world have drastic changes from babies to adults. Um, I've talked about this like people that breed carpet pythons because carpet pythons are one of those ones that like you kind of have to hold back on babies for so long because they change so drastically from baby to adult. Whereas like when I breed Sambo is they're going to, whatever they look like when they're born, that's it. It's going to look like that. Just fatter and bigger. That's about it. Like a sausage. So how tricky is it for you on, are you at a point where you hold back stuff or you just, or do you just breed Um, for fun? Like just what in general? Yeah. I mean, are you, are you, do you have projects where you're trying to breed for a certain thing or, uh, cause a lot of your stuff are not morph projects, right? They're, Species projects. Um, yeah, no, I mean, for the different species, I keep, if I, if it's something I want to work with long term, I'll usually keep some babies. Uh, my chondros, I'm like a total hoarder. I don't sell shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I haven't sold a ton of chondros See, lately. Chondros are a tricky one. That When they're born, that's not what they're going to look like as an adult. So you have to like, I couldn't imagine selling one. And then someone since shows me a picture like three years later and the thing looks like the sickness or it's bright blue or they're just like, it's amazing compared to what I had. And I'm like, what the hell? It was just, yeah, yellow. that's my problem with selling them is like, if I sell one and you end up with a better looking one than me, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> like, I'm going to be buying it back. <laughs> you know? Yes. I couldn't, that, that would suck. See, but it's the, it's the opposite with like ball pythons. That's the best they're going to look when they're born. And they're like the first, like yeah, a few months. Most the, of them. It's the best they're going to look. Yeah. Just so many of them just like, Dole out. It's like Katie wanted an exanthic one because she's all exanthic babies at a show once. I was like, look up an adult. I'm like, I was so pissed. Like most adults are not black and white. Nope. That's what I wanted. Get you a, a black a blackhead. Get you an exanthic blackhead. It's on I mean, my list. If you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I've seen that price tag. It's like it's a it's a one day on my list item. Like one day I will have them. It's a lot of snake though, blackheads. They're a big snake. I think people underestimate how big blackheads get. The easterns get pretty good size. The westerns are usually small. Are they? They're smaller. Well, let's see. Bandit's probably the longest snake, but but yeah, but he's a rat snake. He's thin. Mama is my biggest. That's because she's a doomerals. Because she's a doomerals. She's an she's eight like, foot. She's a she's an um, overfed before you, not yeah, you. before me, before you. She an overfed, overfed doomerals. Yeah. Now she looks perfect. She's. Heavy as hell still, and a lot. I mean, because she's she's bigger than all the rest of them. So most of my female doomerals are landing at about six and a half feet, but she's almost eight feet. Yeah, she's almost eight foot in like a two liter bottle. Um, and she looks good now because she doesn't have back fat anymore. But she uh, she's definitely the heaviest and biggest out of everybody. Yeah, I've got a second doomerals that's right on her tail though. The last doomerals I got, the last big female. How many doomerals do you have? I have eight now. I have two point (laughs) six. Jesus Christ. And only only two of those females are not of breeding age or size. All the rest of them are of breeding age and, and size. Then start making some babies. Well, I had I took my male out of my female when it got really cold uh, just because I'm, they were right by the windows and I was very concerned of what was going to happen in our house. So I have to toss them back in. I, I need doomerals. I need, okay. I got one. I need more. Well, we're going to throw them in, back in. All right. So <laughs> uh, let me jump to our, our other question real quick. Uh, this one. Was uh, who has been your biggest influencer or mentor? And this one, Ryan gave us the biggest influencer or mentor. Uh-huh. Uh, we got several here. 
Jason Milorinovich says, I don't think I really ever had a person in particular who influenced me. I was never much of for watching TV and I'm too old for YouTube. I'm grateful for a local guy who managed a reptile store about an hour from me. And when I was in the teens and early twenties, he showed me how to probe snakes after my first boa was missexed by an exotics vet. And I was trying to breed two males a few years later and double check some of my early litters for me to make sure I was doing it right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. Exotic vets are not always reptile vets. That is not the same thing. Nope. Uh, Graham Bassin said David Barker. That That's a good one. <laughs> Hard to beat that one. Yeah. Uh, Sean McCarthy said uh, Marlon Perkins. He loved watching him as a kid on TV. So that's a good one. Uh, Todd Mills, Derek Roddy has helped me tremendously. I highly recommend checking out his animals. If you're in the market for a black-headed python. Hey, we've talked about blackheads. There we go. Uh, Todd Schaefer said Tom Kyogen. Uh Todd Autry said Marlon Perkins and Jim Fowler. Um, Elizabeth K. Nash said Sky Pony. I don't know that one. But they're friends with Craig Trumbauer. So anyways, uh, the first corn snake came from them. And then Will, I'm not going to mess up this person's last name, said uh, probably Ben Rennick. Because uh, he really introduced me into the hobby and had pleasure to work with him for many years and really showed him the ropes. Um, I kind of wish I'd met, met Ben Rennick. I've heard a lot of great stuff about Ben Rennick. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I had, so, I had a, so there was a pet store. So my dad posted, he said, uh, my mentor, and this is not true, was a uh, reptologist that owned a pet store in Thomasville, Georgia. In reality, it was a racist middle aged white woman. <laughs> Uh, who thought I was going to grow up to be a reptologist. That's what I was going to school for. Reptologist. She was an idiot. Uh, I worked there for about a week until I realized how racist they were working. I was like, I can't work here anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> she were, kept referring to uh, her husband used to work with the Browns. I thought that was a family name. It was not a family name. <laughs> not a, not a family name. Wow. And I was wow. like, that's what I've also realized. There's a lot of pet stores owned by middle-aged racist white women. And I, I found most they're of them. All, they're all in like Georgia, Alabama. <laughs> there was one in Louisiana. It shut down. There was one in our uh, town. There where, was that one in Alabama. Yeah. I forgot about that one like in Louisiana. Blonde, middle-aged white women. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> With a crazy little yappy lap dog. They, 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 buy, they own these crappy little pet stores. I don't get that. What? Little, little, the little yappy, yappy lap dogs. Uh, it's snake food. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm That's sure Ryan's got snakes that could, could take care of that. I mean, you've got some that could eat Bill. Oh, 100%. He tells Joe all the time he's going to feed the dog to something. <laughs> yeah. Feed it to one of the boas. And <laughs> he I... doesn't quit shitting on the floor. She's getting fed to something. There you go. I mean. Mama's I've... big enough to eat her. She could. <laughs> I know she could. <laughs> Our daughter has a like maybe six and a half pound soaking wet dachshund chihuahua mix. That will poop three times outside and come inside and within 45 seconds shit on the floor. And I have no clue where it's coming She's just from. just intestine. It, I don't understand. Like, I literally will watch her three different times outside. That's River. And, and then come inside and do it again? Like eight of Bell. Maybe. You know what? They're they're uh, actually colubrids. They're not dogs. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're corn snakes. Uh, they eat once, shit five times. I don't understand. Mm. I swear every time River goes out, it's like four piles of shit. And River is a 45, 48 pound dog. She's a Border Collie Golden Retriever mix. And I swear every time it's like four piles of shit. I'm like, where the hell do you put that? I mean, at least like with blood pythons. I mean, they may pee 15 gallons of liquid, but it's all going to be at once. 
Y'all pass. Yeah, it's like popping a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, it does. I remember uh, when we were at Tinley and uh, – uh, why am I bringing? I have an answer for that question. Sorry. What? Sam's question. I'm going to ignore my dad's question. <laughs> I've seen his questions in the chat, and we're going to ignore them. Uh, Matt Mantola had that blood that went to the bathroom in the hotel, and I was like, "What the hell happened to this oh, thing?" Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> my God. It was. I like the smell hit you when you opened the door. Too. Oh yeah. Oh, he had it in a bag inside of a styrofoam cooler, and he opened <gasps> it up. And because they, they, I mean, they hold on to stuff for a while. Yeah. And uh, that's right. And when they go. They, they go. go, and That's it went. Why I don't own any, and it was a full-grown adult. Like it was a big female. It was lovely. I mean, luckily it wasn't my hotel room, so I was good. Yeah. Did you finish going through the list? I did. Okay, so I would not even be in this hobby if it wasn't for you. You're welcome. So I guess you're my influence, man. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Although I still seem to take care of all your reptiles. You so do such a great job, too. Yes, Sam. I will say you've been more behaved tonight than I've ever had you on here before so <laughs> oh my dad's is, is bored <laughs> your dad's oh man uh who so who was uh your biggest influencer mentor when you got into this um i've had a few different in various stages uh there was a well i should say um he was a young adult when i met him i was a young teenager and his name was andrew limbers he worked at a local pet store, and I was just always in there uh, killing time. And he was the first person I knew that actually like kept reptiles, like exotic reptiles, other than stuff that wasn't local. And uh, so I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I was influenced by him to get into reptiles more. I had been doing fish and birds and stuff like that, but... And I'd had a few wild reptiles up to that point, but he was the first one that showed me like uh, keeping exotic ones. And then uh, then Dave and Tracy were big mentors to me. Uh, Casey Lazic was very inspirational to me. Um, I don't know. Was, you know, there's a lot of different people along the way. Um, I got into field herping because of a friend of mine. Uh, same thing. I was working at a pet store calling this wholesaler in California all the time named Darby Cunningham, uh, pestering him, bugging the shit out of him, I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, finally he was like, you want to go herping? You should fly down to California. We'll go herping. And I was like, what? People get on airplanes to go herping? <laughs> and so I was like, well, what the hell? I guess I'll give it a whirl. So he took me out. We caught rosy boas and California king snakes and gopher snakes and so that really had an impact on me for field herping and traveling to field herp so there's been a you know a long list of people that have influenced me i think rosie bows in the wild would be a cool one to find i think that'd be cool well and they're just so like depending on where you find them they're just so so different like because i've got mexican rosie bows which would like nothing like anything you'd find like california and probably north and all that stuff so uh, yeah, I was like the one we had was an Al Limburg. Limburg, yeah, and then we sold her because she was just a mean bitch. They're mean. Yeah, she was mean. I've got babies left over that I've had for years from because uh, my female for some reason she would only give like two babies at a time. Oh, just every time it was just two babies. One would make it, one wouldn't. So I have like two babies from her from different years because they were the ones that survived. I don't know, weird female, but uh, 
No, the the, the babies are still mean too. I, <laughs> they haven't calmed down yet either. I the keep... wild ones are nice. The captive bred ones. The... We screwed up. That's like I was. Uh, I, I just think we sometimes we just get the wrong ones from the wild. That's so. That's like the uh, the Asian carp that you see on videos when people are driving their boats and they jump out of the water like crazy. I remember watching something once on invasive species, and they went to Asia where they're found. They show the video to the people there, and they're like, "Yeah, our, ours don't do that." They're like, "They don't. They don't jump out of the water." I'm like, great, we got the one group of stupid ass ones that got loose, and now all of ours jump out of the water. <laughs> and in Asia, like, no, they don't jump. So we just put this problem. We just we we pick the mean one out of the wild. We didn't get the nice ones. And so now we have mean rosy boas. There you go. That's why I like rubber boas, though. My rubber boas, I reach in, I'm never worried about them biting. Not once. I used to wear my rubber boa to school around my wrist like a bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so calm, the people didn't even think it was real. Really? That's funny. I got a calabars. Let's get this calabars eating on a regular basis. I'll be good. And then I got a, although it was supposed to be a female, and it is not a female. Uh-oh. It's. It's definitely a male, but I would love to breed calabars at some point. That'd be cool. I only know what that is because I brought it home for you. (laughs) I had to Google it when he told me we were getting one. I was like, I don't know what that is. It's technically a boa and not a python, even though it's called a python. And it's, I mean, if, so if, if someone wants to say that, like Rob said, the rubbers look like poop. If there's a snake that looks like poop, it's, it's a calabars. Yeah. I mean, the calabars even sits in a pile like poop. It's, but it's a cool snake. I like. I, that's why I love the sabi. Like I like stupid looking snakes that live underground. You know, Ryan likes all the python species he works with, and then um, for some reason people out there like ball pythons. You like uh, that's that was the stupid one that we, what we stupid surprised one? you with. It's got the stupid eyes. The Russian. Oh, the yes! black Russian sambo. Yes. Black Russian sambos are cool. So freaking cool. Stupidest looking face. They. It's not stupid. It's so. Dorky. As soon as it's I can. Great. As soon as I can find Arabian sambos. That's oh, the stupidest yeah. looking. That one find. is. That one has like googly eyes attached oh, to their. Head. It looks like a sock That's puppet. What I thought the Russians yeah. looked like. No, 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 no. Arabians are worse. Look up Arabian sambos. It looks like a sock puppet. All right. It is ridiculous. It's if, if Jim Henson was to make a snake for the Muppets. <laughs> it's an Arabian samboa. He's not wrong. And they're and they're also a weird ass one because they lay eggs. So they're a weird ass egg legging leg egg laying boa. Yeah, it looks like, fake. Like it doesn't even look and like they're it's very close. Yeah. 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 No, they're, they're yeah. stupid looking. And I, I only know one person in the entire country that breeds them. Yeah, these are way more stupid. I or has bred them at least. That's hilarious. As soon as I can get them. That's, that's on my list of, of Samboas. No, but black Russian Samboas, black Russian Samboas are cool. Cause they're all like, like the Brettles. It's so like the Brettles Python is really neat because it can live in really, really hot temps. And they can live in really, really cold temps. Whereas like, a lot of some other pythons, they get cold, they'll, they'll get sick. So, like, a lot of my samboas live in really hot temperatures. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the black Russians or the Russian samboas can get up to 95 degrees and they can go down into the 40s. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you have to brumate them when it's time to breed them. Mm-hmm. So, why, like, the rubber boas, I, fi- I find the rubber boas, oh, the rubber boas can get too hot. They, you don't want them, to, I don't even give them heat during the rest of the year. I just put them in a, they're in a tub in a closet, not even on heat. Okay. That's a, that's why I like the brettles. The brettles is a neat one, but I just couldn't read it just because I can't imagine having to cool down what I would put them in. I'd have to have an actual refrigerator, like a, a full-on refrigerator for brettles pythons. Well, I think that's probably the easiest way to cool down just about anything in Texas is to have a refrigerator for cooling down. Yeah. So, 
That's so foreign to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't know what a winter is. No. We know. Really? So we get winter weather. We have that, but we also get like summer weather on the same day. Yes. So that's the only problem. It's because oh, I, yeah, I was chilly this morning, like not this morning, yesterday right. morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I might need a sweater today. And then by like recess, I'm like, well, okay, yeah. I'm sweating. Let's go inside. That's where I've said before where I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to breed brittles, but I don't think I could get them cold enough. And I'd have people go, well, just put them in your garage. I'm like, They'll cook in the garage. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, it may be cook. cold today, but it'll be way too hot in the garage tomorrow. Like it doesn't. Yeah. I can't do that. That's like somebody told me I could cool my doom rolls down the garage. I'm like, yeah, probably not. No. I was like, they're going to die if I do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. That's why like you see people that have like colubrids. Colubrids are a little easier because you can put them uh, like in a really air-conditioned room mm-hmm. or just turn the heat off and then turn the heat back. Or you can or they can fit in a fridge or a big wine cooler. But yeah. Some of the big – like I couldn't imagine doom rolls having to cool doom rolls down. Yeah, no, it's – it's been a struggle. I'm just going to kind of hope for the best. Just, you'll be fine. They just need, they need a change. I think a lot of those need to change. What, so you've, bre- like I said, you've, you've bred quite a bit. Do you think your success really is stubbornness or do you think you have figured out? Cause I mean, do you use, you can't use the same method for everything, right? Or is it trial and error? Where are you at with stuff? Um, I mean, I keep it all in the same room. So it's basically the same overall, the same temperature parameters. I can, I mean, I can give, uh, like, you can put stuff lower in the room if you think it needs to be colder, higher in the room if you think it needs to be warmer. Um, I can manipulate basking temperatures. Um, but overall, the ambient room temperatures, I do the same thing for all of them. Um, I can food cycle some of them differently and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's uh, pretty much a one one mm-hmm. regimen with slight, subtle changes for different things but it's uh like you will succumb to my room um i mean you know i like i said i don't know if it was like with the timors that took me 10 years i raised them up from babies um but that might have been they just didn't want to do anything for till they were 10 years old um i did try feeding them different i fed them a little bit more than i normally would have the year i was successful whether that was the actual reason or whether they were just 10 years old and ready to go, I don't know. Um, I was literally going to, I thought the male had no interest in the female, so I was going to get a different one. But the day I was, there was an adult male for sale on Fauna, and I literally was like, I'm going to go check on my teamers, and if that male's not breeding the female, I'm going to buy that <laughs> snake. And I went out there, and he was breeding. I was like, oh, my God, what the heck? And imagine that could have reset you again for another 10 years. Who knows? Bringing in a whole other animal, having to get it to a it used to- yeah. yeah. I think that's probably a, a lot of people's problem is, like you said earlier, they just don't have the patience. They get an animal an, if they don't get a baby. If they get an adult in, okay, that's a huge shock to an adult moving from one place to another sometimes. And then – if it doesn't breed within a year or two, they're like, I'm going to get rid of it. When it may have taken three, four, five to get it ready to yeah. breed. Yeah, the popwin pythons that I have, um, the female was raised by a guy over in Seattle. And uh, when I first got them, she was breeding with my male really good and got huge follicles. But it was like summertime. It was like the middle of summer. <laughs> and uh, then she just reabsorbed. And then the next year, it was a... She got big follicles again, um, what I thought was the wrong time of year, and she didn't go again. And then this year, she's bred pretty good, got big follicles, so we'll see. 
hopefully she's getting dialed in. Fingers crossed. Never know. So I, th- I think with some of these species that people don't breed a ton of, we just don't know enough about when they actually want to breed. I think a lot of times we're like, yeah, three or four years old. And we kind of use that number on a lot of species, whereas with a lot of species, that's not always the case. Three or four years old works great for something like ball pythons that we've bred constantly in mm-hmm. in captivity at that point. I mean, we're, it. I think ball pythons are almost as close to domesticated as you can get with snakes uh, when it comes to breeding them. But some of these things, yeah. just t- like the rubber bows, my rubber bows will take a while. It's not going to be breed them in three years. Yeah, they just they they grow slow. They come from a place in in the United States where they don't have very long warm times of the year to grow, and so it takes a while to get there. Yep. Interesting. So with the team wars, who knows? Uh, Rob said he heard pumping the females with food is the key with team wars. Well, I gave her more food than I normally did, and it works. So that could have been it. That's all you have to do is take her out for a meal. I mean, isn't that how it normally works? Wine them and dine them a little bit. Wine them and dine them. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Light the sexy candle. That's all you need. Light the sexy candles. (laughs) That's the ticket. You got to get the Barry White going out. That's that's what he doesn't tell you. What he doesn't tell you is that in his room, a uh, mirror ball drops down. Yeah. Yeah. And he just plays Barry White and incense going. Yeah, that's the ticket. New secret. But he hasn't told anybody. He's keeping that to himself so that he's going to corner them. You know, I've told people I probably make a lame interview because I don't really have like some grandiose secret to tell people. It's it's pretty much just uh, stick to it and try different things and subtle changes and hopefully uh, they come around. I would say that's probably what the key to your success. Like I said, we're in a hobby where where patience is not always a virtue for – uh, it's not always what people have in this hobby. Like people yeah. move in and out of stuff, but you've stuck with a group of animals for a long time. Uh, and eventually, success will happen. No, are you uh, – have you – I haven't heard, but are you going to get onto the Bolins path with everybody else and try to do Bolins? Uh, at some point, I'd like to give them a try, yeah. When they're affordable? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they'll ever be affordable again. That's the only problem with some of these species. I think some of these species – price them they price them out of being able to try and figure out if we can breed them easier yeah like Bolin's is that's an expensive snake that's a ten thousand dollar snake so there's only a handful of people that are willing to get two of them and then try them and i mean that's uh, Mm. what are team wars going for now if you don't mind me asking um i mean i think they're running a couple grand each something like that that's i'm saying it's crazy i mean i'm not crazy but it's crazy when i think of the the long term of snakes like that like they just they weren't you know they weren't the popular snakes at one point and now and now people want these other pythons that you don't see that often i'm trying to think what's the other one not mac maybe it's not mac class what's the savus uh i remember seeing a savu in like a a mall pet store for like a hundred dollars those little tiny yeah i bought mine in uh when i get them it's probably like 1999 2000 and there i think i paid 75 bucks or 100 bucks each at the reptile show yeah like I said, that was that was one of those snakes. That, I remember seeing it. It's just this little reddish brown snake, and it was curled up in the corner of this little cage. And I'm like, it's a, like a nondescript python, and it's a savu python. I'm like, okay, but now people, <laughs> yeah, are like, I, mine are mine pretty much stopped breeding when everybody started to care because they got old. So. <laughs> <laughs> now they're now they're just geriatric old snakes. But no, they haven't they haven't laid any eggs in a while. So how big do they get? Were they like four foot, five foot? Yeah, my mine's probably my big my old female's probably maybe four and a half, five foot, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I've never 
I haven't measured her since she laid eggs a long time ago. So, it's, like I said, the, those in Maclots, I just remember people didn't want Maclots either. That was that was a, a boring snake, especially in a time frame when you had, when you're thinking of pythons, you had carpet pythons, like jungle carpets. Everybody's like, I want bright yellow and black snakes. And so yeah. all these other snakes kind of went by the wayside because they weren't shiny and new and all. But, yeah, no people. It's all cyclical. I'm sure eventually all the what is old is new again, and what's new will be old, and it's just cycles uh, through. You never really know how it's going to go. That's why I tell folks if you're going to get into if you're going to get into breeding, just breed what you like. Like get really good at breeding the thing you like, not going what's big now. Let me breed that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. If you if you're trying to chase trends, you're always going to be behind, and you're never really going to get anywhere. Yeah, I think certain people, if, if you start breeding what you like, eventually your thing becomes a trend. Maybe maybe not because it becomes a trend everywhere, but you will make good versions of whatever that thing is. Um, and if you make the best of, even if it's, I'm trying to think of something boring, but oh, fuck it, go with Sambo's. Like my, I, I understand my Sambo's are boring for a non-Sambo person, but there are some people out there who on a regular basis breed amazing looking Sambo's. Uh, and just that's you got to know who to go to and, and that's the one thing they focus on so you just got to find it and it's tricky in this hobby because people just want to jump to find the new thing and those people tend to not last too long in the hobby though because they find out they don't really like cleaning up snake shit which is really the the testament to how long you'll stay in the hobby how long are you willing to clean snake shit pretty much was it the, the yeah. picture of the he, cake? He messaged all of us. Travis, <laughs> Travis has finished decorating. Yeah, he finished the decorating rocket. The cake. His uh, spaceship. It's a space cake. space it's shuttle. Awesome. It's a NASA space it's shuttle. The NASA space shuttle. That looks so cool. But all right. Oh, I wanted to double check on our uh, on our podcast page real quick. See if we had anything that got posted this week. I have not. No, but that. Oh, I did post one thing. So I I, uh, I posted something, and normally I don't post videos or things off of Facebook that are definitely negative for the hobby. But I posted this one because I wanted to point it out. It was a guy took his ball Python to Walmart. Um, and then he's walking up to people and then puts his hand out and scares them. Don't be that fucking guy. Uh, for multiple reasons. One, it's not good for the animal Two, It's not good for the hobby. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever, ever use animals, especially snakes to scare people ever. I agree. That is without a doubt one of his biggest pet peeves. Yeah, I don't like it. Like I've, I've had, I've taken snakes to school to do lessons, mm -hmm. and other teachers and people will be like, "Oh, take that over to so and so's room and scare them." No, I'm not fucking do that. that. Defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to do. I'm mm -hmm. trying to normalize this thing around you, and using it to scare you is not going to do anything. Well, that's like when I've had one of my doomerals or my blue beauty with me at a show. If I'm walking up behind people and their backs are to me, I will say, "Hey, I've got a big snake. I'm walking behind you." Even though I know they're at a reptile show and they know they're going to run into him, I'm still not trying to startle anybody. Well, and that's just it. At that point, it's not that you're scaring them. It's yeah. that you're startling them mm -hmm. and catching them off guard. Um, because in their mind, th there's not going to be someone walking around with that particular snake. Yeah. Are you trying to read the things my dad said? I'm just ignoring most of what he says. Oh, well, no, he made, he, he kind of made like a point. He said, Ryan seems like a pretty laid back, mellow guy. Is it possible that the fact that he doesn't stress all of the little things and kind of lets the snake do their own thing that leads to his success? That could be it. It could be, I guess. I mean, I imagine you're not it's trying to change the, things. You got to pick up on the subtle things. Yes. When you're not probably trying to change things every breeding season, right? 
That's another thing is people will try. I don't change, dude. That's I'm yeah. gonna tell you right. I don't change nothing. <laughs> I cycle October first to December thirty first, and I have done it like that for fifteen years. Oh wow, okay. And see, that's the trick. Is some people will have a year where it doesn't work, and they'll change shit, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Ah, oh, that didn't work. Let me change it again." And that didn't work. I'm like, well, yeah, your animal things keep changing for your animal too. I think sometimes people forget that it's a living, a living creature, and that there's a thought process going on, and if they're not comfortable. They're not going to do it. What? Yeah, no, I'm I'm ignoring my dad. (laughs) Fuck off. He cracks me up. I'm glad he entertains somebody. He does entertain me. I'm very consistent with that stuff. We've had multiple people comment and tell us that your dad is the reason they hang out in the chat so much. So don't even be angry about him. Hilarious. (laughs) Don't let him think he's funny. can't help but crack up at it. Don't so. encourage it. <laughs> I mean, we all know I'm his favorite next to Josephine, so there it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said earlier in the beginning, I'm better to look at than Robert. So there you go. That's a I low might, bar. He might like me better than Robert, at least. <laughs> was setting it pretty low there. I didn't say I thought much of myself. Oh, I did, my, I, par- my parents would happily take my wife over me. So. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. I think my favorite memory was when I was like six months pregnant with my daughter and James is an only child. So I was, I was pretty well liked when I came into the picture and when I was six months pregnant, he told me, all right, you've got three months left. I felt to be like it was favorite. very negative towards me. Didn't you? And He's an only child. Well, and I was really like, for some, it wasn't like, like my family somebody fucking, better than James. It wasn't like they had me and they went, fuck this. We're only having this one kid because he sucks. <laughs> No, but he told me, he was like, you've got three months left to be the favorite. And then that little one takes over. And I was okay with that. There yeah. you, go. you were six months, you were three months pregnant. Like no. when we found out. Well, yeah. So it was a very short pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. short. Uh, oh, I did post over in the group, a piece of furniture that I want. Did you see them? The stools? They were tortoise stools. Yeah. They're I feel expensive. like we could make them pretty easy. Are they expensive? They are like the small ones, like 200 bucks. That's not bad. It looks like a tortoise. Not paying two hundred dollars for something that a dog's gonna tear up because exactly. I'll kill him. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a. It's an ottoman. I mean, it's cool with Don't a tail and a head and a sh- the top is a shell. It looks like a tortoise. I feel like we could make that. I feel like we could. I also feel like it, would, it probably would not look good. I don't think it would be that hard at all, honestly. I don't know. I do know that I am upset that our zoo does not have as. So I posted this video, and apparently this 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 hippo is famous. I didn't know it. Which the little baby hippo? Fritz, uh, the five-month-old baby hippo at the Cincinnati Zoo. Uh-huh. Uh, I posted a video of it just like... He was throwing a tantrum, wasn't he? Yeah. We don't have anything entertaining here. We need to have to have a talk with our zoo and get some more entertaining tantrum-throwing babies. Yep. Uh, I also want a hippo. Didn't they have one like a couple years ago that was named Fiona that, that was really popular? We have a baby... I mean, we have that pygmy hippo. We do have, you do call it a baby. It's not, it's a I was going to call it a baby. It's not a baby. It's a You sound like the little kids at the zoo. If it's small, it's a baby. And I if it's mean, next to another one, that's the mama. Baby. Used to always drive me nuts when like the male. There coming. was a baby giraffe not that long ago. We've got the baby elephants that are pretty entertaining, but you don't really care to sit and watch elephants. No. I could sit and watch the baby elephants play all day long. No, they're not nearly as entertaining as this baby hippo here. Who's <laughs> just like opening its mouth and yelling at its mother. <laughs> but I want a pygmy hippo. Can we make that happen? Can I get a, is that a, something you can own as a pet? No, probably not. Your wife says no. You're less likely to die from a pygmy Your hippo than a regular hippo. I mean, I get no. that hippos kill a lot of people, but I can't imagine pygmy hippos Move kill on, a lot of James. people. James, just let it go. Okay, well, I'm going to get a 
uh, Zebu. That one possibly. Have you ever seen a Zebu? No. Have you ever seen a Brahma bull? Oh my god, they're like his. Favorite Imagine a miniature shop. version of a Brahma bull. They are really cute. They're freaking awesome. <laughs> if we had enough land, I'd totally let him have one. Who needs a guard dog when you have a guard Zebu? I mean, that is a pretty good point. Who's going to break into your yard when there's a, basically a miniature Rumble that's willing to just ram right into him? The one at the zoo loves me, by the way. I was there. <laughs> we were there like a week or two ago. And it's in the petting zoo, mind you. What's your point? It, it has the choice not to come let me pet it. Mm-hmm. And it came over to me and let me pet it. Oh, even the zookeeper commented on how he never gets up to let people pet him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I guess James I need to come to the zoo with y'all so I can see this. Like 50 yeah. sizes. Since I can't have a Chinese alligator, I want a zebu. That seems like a fair trade-off. <laughs> From Chinese alligator to zebu. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, uh, Jesus, James. I do want to say we, we are going to have a giveaway this month as soon as our giveaway person gives me a question to post. Uh, but we are uh, Brittany Gobble. We had Brittany Gobble on last week, and she has a new blood python calendar. We have the ball python calendar from last year behind us on the – on the wall, which now long is now out of date until we get our blood python calendar. I was like, I need to get a calendar. She has a new blood python calendar out, and she is going to give away a blood python calendar to one of our listeners. Oh, awesome. But you can't win because you're a co-host. No, I'll buy one. You can't win because you're a co-host, Rachel. I said, I'll buy one. She's sending me one. Oh, aren't you special? I am special. I just want everybody to know that I'm special. Somebody That's needs okay. to think you're special. Yeah, well. So, uh, pay attention. Look out for that on our on our Facebook page. We'll be doing the giveaway for this month for a calendar, for a Blood Python calendar from Brittany Gobble, which will be cool. That'll be cool. I wonder if she has pictures of Blood Pythons after they go to the bathroom. James, why? Because it's impressive. No. It's very impressive. You're not putting that in a calendar. Could you imagine having a big Blood Python hey, in a man. tub and then it pees and you just like calendars of dog shitting what's the difference of a oh my god that is shitting? not a real thing Do you really make dog uh, shitting calendars bullshit because we got <gasps> not one. bullshit dog shit <laughs> yeah it's dog shit oh, okay it was a calendar that we got in a white elephant gift exchange a couple years ago my sister is it real dog shit or is it like fake dog shit no it is the dog is literally squatting taking a shit and there's shit coming out of it or shit on the ground like it is a dog shitting calendar all right. we are not hanging we posted we hung house. it in the bathroom all right, at all right my ryan house. ryan you've got blood pythons <laughs> I need you to get me some footage, some pictures of blood pythons peeing and shitting, and we're going to make a killing on calendars. Oh, I don't know about that. That's, uh, that's, I, I'd I rather can, not share that. I can get that's some traumatic time. <laughs> I'll get some of my uh, my big sulcatas taking a shit. That we can do that in there. That'd be a great big one. Big Mama takes some pretty impressive shit. Dude, that's what that's what you need a reptile shit calendar. <laughs> That's what I need. Anybody listening, please send us your best no. high quality no. reptile shit photos. Why would you do this? And we're going to put out a reptile shit calendar. Oh my God. The reptile gumbo shit the calendar. The reptile gumbo shit calendar. It's going to it's gonna be the. It's gonna it be, cannot be shit that you take. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It cannot be. It no cannot, human no shit. Human no shit. human shit. If I see corn in it at all, it's disqualified. Dog shit calendar so for Oh, God. I can't believe you didn't know that it was thing, but 100%, my sister-in-law got it, and we ended up hanging in the in the main bathroom at my parents' house. So for a year, that's what you looked it's at not, right in front of you when you said that. That's not as cool as our reptile shit. I'm serious. I'm going. If I get 12 pictures, 12 good pictures of different reptile shits, I'm making a calendar. We have a dog snake pooping. Of the two of us. Dogs pooping in beautiful places. But the trick is you got to yes. get someone, you got to get someone, a picture of the reptile shitting. Well, so that's when you pick the snake that oh, you no. want. Oh, no. I want and this put a camera calendar. in there. Nature's cock shots. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Whoa, Katie. So I mean, I guess this is not a family show, but look. What the fuck? That's great. It's like a it's it's a rock feature. That looks like a penis. That looks like order it. There's cactus. That look like penises. Hey, you don't have oh a god! up. This is hilarious. Who thought of these? And things? you thought my reptile shit idea was a bad idea. That's <laughs> thought of this these. This is cock shaped uh, nature. Uh, my dad said, "No, your shit cannot be in the shape of reptile. It does not count. It's still human shit." <laughs> no, no human. Human feces. No human feces. <laughs> there are like nine different types of dog poop calendars available. I'm very serious when I said it's out there. Oh my god! And now there's gonna be a reptile one. It's going to be next year's Christmas stocking stuffer. Everybody's going to want. Here's one that's all cat balls. (laughs) Can we get one? Can we get one? that's all hemipenes. Uh, An all hemipene calendar. uh, We definitely have to work a little harder at that. Because a a big sulcata tortoise penis is. It's impressive. Here's one. It's pooping animals. And there's a polar bear on the cover. With the runs. Why has he got diarrhea? (laughs) I know, Ryan. I'm so sorry. This has turned into a shit I show. <laughs> Ryan's like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> so no, if it has nuts in it, it doesn't count. That's no, Rachel. No nuts. Oh my god. Oh, anyways, let's wrap. Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> this is on Etsy. <laughs> See, I'm telling you right now, we're making anybody. I need reptile shit calendar. Order extra wise cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ryan, if people want to reach out to you and and hopefully not talk to you about your snakes shitting, uh, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, They can call me, message me, Facebook, email, whatever. All my information's out there. Pretty easy to find. (laughs) Darren says Ryan's never doing a podcast. No, (laughs) Ryan's never doing our podcast again, Darren. That's no one else. What, 149 episodes? He could have done his research to know that we tend to fall off the wagon. There's no wagon. And then, like, bounce There's, down the road a few miles. <laughs> There's no wagon. It's a landfill. This is, <laughs> uh, it's always I good didn't, for uh, I don't. I haven't watched very many podcasts. Sad so day. I didn't know what I was getting into. I did start listening. So I, I tried to listen to a podcast today when I went to the gym. I was trying to listen to the new Morelia Python episode that came out because it was pretty good. It was, um, uh, I think, it was Scott Borden, I think, was on it. And I can't remember who the other person. But I found out I can't do the elliptical and listen to a podcast. I can't, the rhythm isn't. I can't great. listen to people talk while I'm trying. Like I, I need like fast paced music to get going. Mm-hmm. So I listened to them while I did the machines, and then I was like, "Sorry, guys, got got to play music." <laughs> the the soothing voices of Owen and Eric just don't get me through my <laughs> my two miles on the elliptical. It's just <laughs> hearing them say "water" over and over again just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, thanks for coming on. Uh, real quick for us, if you want to uh, cage rack any of that stuff. Uh, lsreptileracks.com since Robert's not here .com uh, if you want to reach out for us it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram Facebook and at gmail.com hey next week is our 150th episode I say hours my 150th episode it's y'all's you're like 10th I don't know and you're like I don't know yeah I don't know it's like I've done at least 10 I'll be here next week oh good it's the week after that that I'm off uh, I think well, next congrats. And happy 150. Thank you. <laughs> I think next week is uh is I can hop Owen, on anytime actually. you need me to, so y'all just let me know. There you go. So I think next week we're having uh I don't want to lie because I may lie, but no, next week we're having yeah Owen McIntyre on. Well, there you go. And I'm gonna make fun of him saying well, you know what? Ooh, last time we had him on was like episode like five or something. Okay. And we played uh, is it a ball python or not? 
Yeah, I remember that. I'm, I think I might bring that game back for Owen. There you go. So we just named random morphs, and if they were, some of them were fake morphs and some of them were real. It was a fun game. So maybe play that with Owen. Maybe we'll bring it back. Uh, so listen to us next week. Uh, I will have the stuff up for our giveaway for the calendar. Uh, I think that's it. Why are you looking at me weird like that? I don't know. Okay, just think, <laughs> just checking. Uh, again, Ryan, thanks. Hang out, uh, everybody else. We will see you next week, and good night. Good night.